On this episode of the Star Wars Time Show, Mad Nick may take a trip down the rabbit hole to geek out over the Matrix Resurrections trailer before diving headfirst into the shallow end of the Star Wars pool. In fact, these bozos will actually be talking about a pool and how one was used to shoot a scene from Kenobi. They'll also talk about a Vader scene description from that series as well. After the Kenobi talk, they'll riff on the KOTOR remake news and the Mando S3 shooting schedule and what it may mean for the show's third season debut. You'll also get some information on a new George Lucas documentary from Larry Kasdan, as well as an update on War of the Bounty Hunters and the latest Star Wars video game and collectibles you should be aware of. Of course, the show will end with the fan segment and fan question of the week responses, as well as this week's top five Star Wars featured artists. Punch it, Chewie! Sorry, I didn't tell you we were starting. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay. Ah, all right, here we go. Ah, yeah. ah, hey now, everybody. Woo. Sorry about that. Uh, I, I know our buddy Tones was in there probably watching the live stream for the opening going, hey, dummies, your mics aren't on. But guess what? We knew they were not on. Uh, I just forgot to tell Nick that we were starting the show. So <laughs> we were... <laughs> Uh, we completely missed the intro. Uh, we were just sitting here talking, like I said, muted with no mics, but uh, I think we got it figured out now. So, hey now! There we go. The show has officially started. We have figured it out. Woo! Boy, I started sweating there. Like, I, I don't know. I've just been sweating in general because it's back in the high 80s up here in the Midwest. And, uh, you know, I wear tight shirts. We've discussed this before, Nick, medium or bust. <laughs> In fact, never send me anything larger than a small, all right? I don't care if I regain all the weight I've lost over the years, I'm still wearing small shirts only. <laughs> there you go. It's just, I mean, it's a, it's a thing that short chubby men, I think in particular, have had to deal with where like shirts that fit us properly they're too long so we look like we're wearing like a nighty out and it just makes our shortness stand out even more than it already does so uh, i just decided you know what let those love handles hang let them <laughs> crease a little bit let my you know my 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 man titties kind of jiggle a bit it doesn't matter i feel better in a small shirt although it does increase the sweat factor in the uh, pit region yeah so, all right well hey Hey, 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 hey now, Star Wars Time Show, episode 179, oh my god, when will we ever stop doing this shit, I just don't know, uh, but we're here, we got some juicy stuff to talk about, if you're on the live stream, you're probably scratching your head going, well, why the fuck is Thomas Anderson on the display with a rubber ducky on his head, and, and that's because... We're going to start out talking about another galaxy that may not be that far away. Um, but, you know, we kind of teased this last week when, you know, things are looking a little light in the Star Wars verse. Why not fold in some pop culture goodness that, you know, fans or other geeks of Star Wars may also appreciate? Um, so last week we, um, we got the Matrix Resurrections trailer. 
All right, and this is a Matrix 4 for those that are counting, although who really knows based on the synopsis for Resurrections where this movie is going to fall or the tale it is going to tell. But before we got into the Star Wars talk today, we got some good stuff. We got some, you know, Kenobi scene descriptions involving my guy, Darth Vader. We got confirmation on Mando S3's filming, which definitely brings us some clarity to its release date in 2022. Uh, That KOTOR remake news last week. Again, we get this huge news a day after the show airs. That's just kind of our luck here at the SWTS. Uh, But we do have a lot of Star Wars stuff to get into. But Nick, first, let's talk about our guy, Thomas Anderson, a.k.a. Neo, a.k.a. The One, not the chosen one, the motherfucking one, which to me is even more important than being chosen. It's true. Uh, so we get the trailer. It, it's sitting. I, I've got it up on the live stream right now, uh, right now on the official WB YouTube. It's it's racked up nearly 30 million views in less than a week. Uh, 71,000 comments. And it definitely juiced uh, the, the pop culture last week. Is that a fair statement? Did, did, did we get a little juice from the Resurrections trailer? Yeah, I mean... This was the most talked about thing amongst, I mean, really anybody, even if you're not like a, like a huge, you know, movie geek or uh, a pop culture fan or anything like that. I, I feel like at this point, most people in America have seen the matrix at the very least in America, but most likely everywhere else. So yeah, I mean, I talked about this with uh, my buddies from work. I talked about this with Taylor, with my neighbors and everybody. So, I mean, like this was the hot, the hot commodity last week for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, you're not a junkie like me and I wish I could, I could quit it. I mean, it is, it's become like a smack addiction and that's, you know, kind of, there's a little doom scrolling mixed in, but a lot of it's just searching for, you know, star Wars content and other cool stuff in the land of sci-fi. Uh, but you know, my hoot sweet feed, I think it was it last Thursdays when we got it was just, you know, everyone like, Oh my God, I didn't know I needed this right now. Oh, injected into my eye. I mean, it, it, it got a very positive reaction, uh, as it did kind of in our little discord, which, Hey, if you want to join, hit us up on Instagram, use our link tree. Uh, we should have an open invite discord in there. Uh, so we, we get resurrections and, and I, you know, my opinion, I, I thought the trailer was fucking fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I just watched it again this morning and it it creates a Star Wars vibe for me. Not not it looks like Star Wars, but as a huge Star Wars fan, when I watch Star Wars trailers, I get emotionally involved. It affects me. You know, I get the chills. If it's Star Wars, I might even tear up. Uh, but w- with Resurrections, Nick, and even watching it again today, I, I still got that little bit of a chill factor, which I know it's just a trailer, but it usually implies that we could be getting something special in the full movie. And let me qualify the statement. I do understand that, uh, you know, the Wachowskis in particular, it's just Lana this time mm-hmm. have might not have hit a bunch of home runs since the first matrix. It really comes down to who you are and what you like. I actually, I kind of dug cloud Atlas speed racers, a fun campy, goofy looking visual movie. But yeah, I mean, matrix was their was their mega hit, but I don't know. There's something about Resurrections, the trailer, soft reboot, no reboot. He's still dreaming. Who the fuck knows what's going on? But it definitely had the vibes of the original, and and I'm I'm down for that. Yeah, I mean, it it has the vibes of the original because, as we were saying prior prior to going live, 
I mean, basically what we saw in this trailer was this movie looks like it's almost like a reboot slash remake in, in right. certain ways I of mean, the original movie. And specifically Trinity's back, the yeah. White Rabbit, you know, all yeah. that stuff. White Rabbit, you know, the, the red pill, blue pill with with Morpheus. And, and that character is confirmed to be Morpheus by Yaha. How do you Abdul. say his name, Nick? Is it Yaha? I think it's Yaha Abdul-Mateen. Yeah. The, right. I think yeah. Uh, yeah. Dr. Manhattan. Uh, I believe he was also Black Manta and Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Uh, a very uh, strapping looking young um, African-American actor. I mean, he he really does look like young Morpheus. And, yeah. you know, before everyone gets all upset, like, oh, re- no one knows what the fuck this movie is really going to be about or where it's going to fall within the canon. And things got, I mean, trailer alone, it was great. I, I mean, the trailer did its job. I was going to go see this movie anyways, but now I'm I'm actually hyped again for the Matrix universe, which I think is a, a pretty uh, great outcome of that trailer. I, I love what it presents if this was the Matrix time show, I'm sure I would have done a trailer breakdown and started speculating my ass off. I want to do it right now, but I'm not going to tie up Nick's time doing that or your time. Uh, but but really where things get squirrely on the speculations is uh, the WB put out the official synopsis. And it's not on this YouTube video. And if I actually did my due diligence, I probably would have had it pulled up for you. But in summary, the synopsis says... Resurrections is a continuation of the story told in the original Matrix movie. Yeah. All right. We can, Nick, we could probably wordsmith the fuck out of that statement and spin it a thousand different ways and, and come up with ways to like, well, maybe it does account for Reloaded and Revolutions or yeah. Revolutions and Reloaded. But there, it seems, at least in the marketing material early on, they're they're positioning this as is more of a continuation of Matrix One versus what may have played out in the uh, original sequels. Yeah, so I have it pulled up the synopsis. I mean, really, it's yeah, just g- the g- first give us two, the official read. Yeah, the give first us the two official sentences read. says the Matrix Resurrections is a continuation of the story established in the first Matrix film. It reunites Keanu Reeves and Carrie and Moss as cinematic icons. Neo and Trinity in an expansion of their story that ventures back into the Matrix and even deeper down the rabbit hole. Okay. So So there is do you agree there's a little wiggle room that that sentence could mean it's all the continuation of the trilogy. There I mean the story like to me if you want to get away with like the wiggle room the wiggle room is definitely in the story established in the first Matrix. Yeah, okay. So That's there, what I was so getting there, at. So like go. they yeah, so you could definitely use that, but or you could take it as they're yeah. saying this is going to be the new Matrix Two. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. I mean, there's a lot of things that come into it because, as you know, if you've watched the entire Matrix trilogy, uh, Trinity got fucking a pipe straight straight through her chest yeah, she, in the in the real dead. world. In the real world now. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you have ever gone down a deep Matrix rabbit hole, there were there's theories upon theories about how Trinity could come back. There are theories that the real world is just another Matrix inside the Matrix and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that, that that's not really what happened. There's there's, you know, obviously theories that I mean, her body was left, uh, you know, dead, quote unquote, in the in the real world, that it could easily have been picked up by the by the machines. The Sentinels. And then, yeah. yeah. And then repaired. resurrected, repaired. Yes. So 
There's a lot of well, things. I, and Nick, you said it right there. What's the title of the movie? Resurrection. There we go. Is that a play just on the software itself or some of the characters? Because, I mean, Neo, like I said, in, in, in terms of like a movie death, I guess we couldn't really say he's dead, dead. We didn't see him burnt on a pyre like Vader. Uh, well, hell, I mean, we used to think Palpatine was dead, dead. But see, that's my point. Yeah. If you don't died. see the body either getting put into the ground or fucking burnt or mutilated, <laughs> and I guess even mutilated if it's an X-Men like Wolverine or Deadpool, then you couldn't even take that as a, as a firm death. But even Neo could technically be alive. So it, it the synopsis really adds to uh, the speculation gymnastics that one would have to do here because it's it, you really have to start to think, well, w- where is this taking place? When is it taking place? Is Neo in his own little matrix right now as he's healing from his ordeals in Reloaded? Yeah. Because uh, there's a line that young Morpheus says to him, like, there's a reason you're keeping yourself here, and I believe that's his love for... Um, Trinity, uh, which was established, I mean, let, you know, not to recap the trilogy, but the, but the main theme of the original trilogy was this has always been happening, but the reason it was different with Thomas Anderson's The One, the Neo, is because instead of his love for all of humanity, he, he focused it on one person in particular, in Trinity. That's why he made different choices. That's why the machines were like, oh shit, and that's why they made the deal. Remember, there was a deal at the end of Reloaded between uh, Neo and the machines, essentially saying, hey, um, you got to get rid of fucking Agent Smith. I can help you do that. But if I'm going to do that, you need to start letting humans have free will again and the ability to decide if they want to stay within the program or to be unjacked. Um, so, hey, loved it. Trailer did its job. Again, we're not going to take up all our time today on the Star Wars time show talking about Matrix, but it, it was something that definitely got my little geek boner going last week. Uh, it gave me the, the, you know some THO again this morning. So I know... I'm engaged. Yeah. I, I hope it's going to be great, but I am definitely on this bandwagon. Not that I never would have been because I'm a Matrix junkie. All right. I think I might have lost my ears here, so um, <laughs> oh, I no. definitely did. Um, let's go ahead, Nick. Let's get into the topics. Yep. Uh, we got some good Star Wars stuff here. We're, we're going to start with the, the, the huge announcement yeah, the from last one. week. Uh, go ahead and kick that off while I work on my ears real quick. There we go. So the big news from last week is that Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic is getting a proper remake by Aspire Media. So we had actually kind of talked about this previously. There was either right. some leaked information It was out a leak. There. Yeah. And, and wasn't it it was um jason schreier right like he, he's oh, yes, the one that leaked yeah. all this and and you're the one that kind of parsed it out earlier like listen it's probably going to be a a remake of some sorts who knows what they're going to do but like nick said it, it's been confirmed but nick before we get into this let, let's have a quick discussion and define remake reboot and remaster yeah because uh, not everyone has probably watched jay and silent bob strikes back <laughs> the sequel um, I encourage you to, it, it, it definitely starts out a little slow. I think Nick, you and I have talked about this. Like you're expecting it to be like the first one and you're just sucked in right away. But, but the silent Bob, the sequel, it takes a little bit to get into, but it is kind of a fun movie in the end, yeah. but they have a Kevin Smith wove a fantastic bit in there on the, uh, on the topic of what is, what is a remake? What is a remaster and what is a reboot? So I'm going to throw out 
my definitions, Nick, you correct me if I'm wrong, and okay. then we'll we'll kind of use those to frame our KOTOR talk. So for a remake, in my mind, you you still are mostly retelling the same story with the same characters with modern tweaks to the medium that you're delivering the story through. Does that work? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. You know, either if it's film, you're using better uh, camera technology, better computer technology, so on and so forth. Gaming, graphics going to look better. Controls are going to be different. Okay, that's a remake. So you mostly honor the original, uh, but with with some polish and some tweaks to the systems to bring it into the modern age. A, A reboot, on the other hand, is you're essentially just taking the license and using the branding around it, but you're you're telling a whole new type of story yeah, right you don't like really you'll, you'll have like some links to the original but you're not necessarily you're not retelling the same story as you would in a remake. so right so i would uh, for an example and and i won't use video game i'll use the the new ghostbusters coming out to me as is a reboot yeah, yeah because they're they're gonna have little threads to the original cast but it's a new cast taking it on so to me that's a reboot a remake to me and and we got this from discord a a video game remake that recently happened i thought was fantastic final fantasy 7 that Mm -hmm. to me is what they may be thinking about with kotor hopefully not doing the split up chapter bullshit but anyways so that's remake there's reboot and then remaster is purely just taking the old medium media and putting a a a new coat of paint on it right yeah making it look better Uh, so so this falls into the remake category all right and and we got some decent conversation in in the discord here i mean there's some people are like eh I, I I don't care. I just want it. Blah blah blah. You know your your take was eh, remake uh, as long as they fix the combat. I'm down. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I let's kind of flesh it out a little bit more now that we're on the show. I mean, how do you really feel about this announcement? I mean, is it is it more curmudgeonly or are you kind of jacked? Like which was to me the the sentiment of most fans last week. Um, I'm kind of in the middle. I am interested to see what they do to it. Like, I don't like I'm I'm not saying that like, oh, yeah, I'm fucking excited. It's going to be great. Like, I want to see more from it. Like what really matters to me, because I've already played this game five, six times all the way through. Like, I know what happens. So you need to show me what you're doing different. That makes me want to play it again. It's the kind of the same thing that I thought about, like, like, for example, the reason that I had no interest in Mass Effect Legendary Edition is because that was a remaster. It's the True. same exact thing with no updates to the combat systems. There's minor updates in the game one in the first game, obviously, because the first game was, you know, a little bit off at that time. But there was nothing new to it. Like with this being, you know, new, like you said, new updated systems, potentially new combat, all new graphics, not just taking and repainting. But this is a, a complete rebuild. I want to see what you're going to do differently. Uh, so I'm waiting. I'm, I'm optimistic, but I'm not saying that like, oh my God, I'm so excited for it because I've played this game to death already and you really need to give me something on, in order to make me want to spend. If I have to spend $70 on this game, you better make it to where it's more than just like, hey, look how pretty shit looks now. Like, 
I just need a little bit more. Than so that. Nick is saying that he is not a Star Wars lemming like myself that will just open his mouth and have Lucasfilm shit down any license <laughs> they want, and I will gladly eat it up. It's just, uh, which is, it's taking resource. Like to me, this was my first thought. This game took resources financially away <laughs> from being able to make new stories and new adventures and new yeah. games. And it's it's like there's, there's truth to that. I, I I I just don't understand it. But I mean, I feel like the video game world is in the same place that the movie world was five years ago, where everything is is remake or everything is is oh look, it's it's this movie again with different people in it. It's you know, it's getting a little tiring. You know, when I see when I have a brand new console behind me that's been out for almost a year now, and the only game worth playing on it is Ratchet and Clank. Like, we should have new IPs and new titles for. Well, apparently, for this this Death Loop. You checking out Death Loop? Apparently, this is getting its itself stroked this week in the review I have, circuit. I have heard very good things about it, but is that Xbox exclusive? Oh, yeah, I mean, eat it, eat it, Sony fanboys, eat <laughs> it. Now, I'm not one of these people. Listen, I own all the consoles. I'm I'm fortunate enough to have them all, but yeah, uh, yeah, I was I never can. in that. You know, I mean, they're, they're, we do it with everything. You know, my my franchise is better than yours, even though I get no money to rep it. I just, you know, ah, Xbox is better. Sony is better. Like last week after the Sony sh- showcase. Eat it, Xbox fanboy. Sony just stuck their dick in your mouth. It's like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> like, I've got one, too. Get a fucking job so you can buy two of them, right? That, that's that's my, my take, because... Uh, these days on the console wars one is always going to have something that the other is not that's just how it goes so um get over it. A- anyway so here's here's some of the updates that came out uh after the release and and I, you know what i i wouldn't say i'm as uh, i'm not taking as hard of a line as nick uh, i i i understand the excitement a lot of people have I think a lot of times us as being people that played it back in the 2000s, we think that everyone has experienced it. And hell, just based on our question of the week, there's a lot of younger Star Wars fans and older that, you know, just blew it off at the time. So uh, I I can see, you know, two sides of the coin here. I am with Nick and those of us that did play it before. Even with all the the beautiful stuff they're saying about it, it, it's going to be hard to kind of bake in that amazing reveal moment that you get towards the end of the game about the main character. Uh, If you've been through this game before, that reveal is spoiled. There's no way a remake can change that. And and, and the reveal is what made KOTOR... I mean, KOTOR's fantastic. It's still rated as one of the highest, highest rated Star Wars games of all time. But I think what really kind of was the cherry on the top and has made it a legend ever since it debuted was the fucking twist. Because it was huge. It was a huge twist. No one saw it coming. Everyone that played it for the first time was like, fuck. It it, it couldn't even get spoiled because you didn't have social media back then. I mean, we all got to just fucking live that Revan twist as it was meant to be lived. And and for people like us, you know, I don't want to sound like a complete douche, even though I am. But yeah, we're going to miss out on that in the remake. It's like, oh, woe is me. Woe is me. 
the things that do get me excited are, are quotes here. I mean, th- this comes from Dan Brooks. Uh, if you if you read StarWars.com, he's like one of their main writers. He he interviewed the the um, the well the the game leads. I don't want to call them showrunners, but the the lead designers from Aspire working on this. And, and this was kind of his summation after talking to the developers. And for those who have loved KOTOR through the years, so like young Nick, it's a chance to experience something cherished in a new way. From the sound of it, KOTOR Remake is no nostalgia trip. Rather, it's a love letter to what is widely considered a Star Wars masterpiece. So it does sound like they are going to add some tweaks, maybe a little bit of difference uh, to to change up the experience for people like Nick that have played it 5,000 times. I mean, he's played it on everything from a, yeah. a, a T80 calculator <laughs> to a Game Boy at this point, I right? Mean, so phone, the man PC, knows the story. <laughs> like consoles, like original. I mean, like this is going back to when it originally released. Like I played it on like consoles back then. Then I played it on PC, obviously. And then I have it on my phone as well. So, I mean, that's why I'm saying like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like I'm being a stickler, but like, if you are, if you're dedicating resources to something like this, I want it to be a different experience. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to go into KOTOR remake and be like, all right, fuck yeah, man. And then I start off and it's like, all right, cool. We're in the, we're in the bridge again. I just woke up off my bed. All right. What do we do? I start walking down the hallway and then everything pauses and I have to queue up all my fucking movies again. <laughs> if that happens, you know, you know they're changing the combat. They, even they have to. Idiots like me that don't really even like playing games anymore. They just want the AI to do everything. I would, I'd be down with the fucking combat. I'm still a fan of the let's stop everything uh, g- gameplay in Kotor. Yeah. Let's stop everything so I can spam the I'm gonna whack you in the head maneuver, right? And then your character runs up and they go like whack 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 whack, and then the the, the bad guys like whack whack pew pew whack whack. Yeah, dude. Uh, I, mean, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'm excited from a standpoint of it's such a fucking great experience. Yeah. And I have not completed it in in a long time. I mean, I started it. I think we talked about it maybe a year or two ago. It, it just it, it fell apart. It just I was like, fuck this. I mean, what am I doing? I'm sitting on an iPad playing a game that I've played multiple times. I have a 75 inch fucking screen in front of me. All the modern consoles. Like, what am I doing with my life? So, but so I'm excited to go through it with 21st polish tech and whatever tweaks they put into it. Uh, some of the other things that, that you know, didn't really come out during the reveal that people like us may take note. Uh, Dan also clarified in a tweet that when he uh, used Legends to describe KOTOR, he was talking about the original and not this remake. So there is potential, kind of like what um, Black Series Clips is saying in the live stream chat, there is potential that this could canonize some of this era mm-hmm. if yeah. not i mean rev they've been trying to canonize revan through like stealth maneuvers for the past three or four years either a random black series release the the swago you know light side revan darth revan type of shit i mean they want this guy in the canon and and dan in his write-up kind of postulates or makes it sound like that this could become 
canon via the remake versus the original, which is now relegated to Legends. Yeah. Uh, finally, those that are you know upset about the exclusivity. It is going to release for PC as well as PS5 at launch. PS5 is just a timed console exclusive. Uh, Xbox, you will be getting it at some point in time. If I were a betting man, I would say you're probably and sadly going to have to wait about six months. And I know you're upset. Uh, You know, blame it on Sony. People, publishers do this because they know it's going to give them a return on their investment, all right? They all do it. It happens. It's called business people. It's not like they're like, oh, Nick doesn't have an Xbox, or Nick doesn't have a PS5. We're going to make this a PS5 exclusive. It's all about the Benjamins, all right? Uh, So don't get too upset. It'll eventually make it to other platforms. And, you know, everyone always tells me PC's the better platform anyways. There you go. It'll be out with PC same time as PS5. So, haha, to those of you that don't have a PS5, good luck finding one. Uh, I'm still kicking myself. Nick, did I tell you this? It was probably two weeks ago before the show. I'm signed up for Amazon treasure truck notifications. All right. Yeah. I don't know if people know what that is, but it's just like random deals. They'll, they'll text you. And if you get in on time, you can get it. So uh, I usually ignore them. It's like, you know, it's a lot of times, Hey, buy a fucking tumbler or buy this kid. seat. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> this time it said, Oh, Hey, we got PS fives. I was like, what? Wow. I click on it. They show in stock instead of just being an intelligent flipper on eBay. I was like, well, let me go see if these things are still commanding a price and then I'll make my mind up. And, of and sure, they shit, they're still they're still going for like two times, three times retail. And by the time I flip back to the treasure truck, it's gone. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I could have had another PS5 if I wasn't a fucking dope. But not that that helps anyone else out that still can't get one. But there you go. Your boy let one slip through his fingers when it was literally a click and a tap away. Uh, yeah, even bat I, did it so I, I i still can't believe i got that lucky to get on first i mean I, like, it's I'm crazy kind man. of passively looking for an xbox series x but i'm not like scouring the internet every day for one yeah i've i've predominantly played the the series x um again this isn't like oh i hate sony it's plugged in it's it's ready to go it's just as nick said it's like all right what fucking games draw me to either console yeah. Uh, I, I just I go I play on Xbox most of the time because I, I'm a supporter of Game Pass and I still think their online infrastructure and their operating system is better than what uh, PlayStation has. I don't play. Now, I'm not an them. idiot. I, I just play. buy them to have them. Honestly, I yeah, played, it's like I, it's I, a like, sickness. I play on my PC all the time. I play on my PC probably 200 times more than i play on any right. console that i own but like you bought the consoles because it's it's like a it's almost like a status thing it, it's a there's some fomo in there like hey i got the newest fucking toy you don't yeah we're all humans we like being able to kind of rub our our better situations in someone with a worse situation's face we're honestly just, like it like was that. just so because <laughs> i was like i'm just not gonna get one and then when the link popped up in front of me that was like hey yeah. This is open and it's not supposed to be open yet. So get your pre-order in while you can. Like I didn't even like literally I was like, ah, do I want it? No, I went back five minutes later and I it was still there. So I was like, all right, whatever. 
Like, yeah, yeah, it was it was meant to be at that point, Nick. You can't. Yeah, like, you got people over here like trying to sell their kids to get one. So maybe you shouldn't tell that story too many times. <laughs> like I mean, Nick was just letting it sit in a cart for for hours before he he made the call. Dude, I I, I got them both at launch. I mean, come on, talk about luck. And and it, I didn't even get it on the first release. It was like I was sitting at my desk at nine at night and I saw a random tweet like. Hey, uh, Best Buy's selling them live again at nine. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I just wasted half my day there earlier, but I'll try again. And sure, shit, they went through. But uh, here we go. So, yeah, I mean, uh, the the Kotar remake clearly made waves within the Star Wars community and the gaming community last week, as it should. I don't think Nick is being too big of a curmudgeon. Those that have played it in the past multiple times. It's probably not going to move your meter outside of nostalgia at this point. Like if they said, uh, hey, this is KOTOR 3, then I would have been really fucking excited. Correct. Then I would have been like, oh my God, here we go. Right. We finally got a fucking Star Wars game that I can sink my teeth into. But I, I mean, dude, I think even if it was a KOTOR 2 remake, uh, you, you probably would have been yeah. sweet. Like, so, like uh, KOTOR 2, I've only played twice or even, not even right. twice. I've played it one and a half times. So like. You know, it just like, I don't know, man. It's, I know that that's what makes money now though. Like that's what it requires the least amount of resources and it gets the highest return. And that's why people keep doing it. So I, I can't complain, I guess. As yeah. A, I mean, as I'm a marketing person. I can't complain. Uh, me being the, the pessimist of the show and the typically the angrier one, I'm going to be slightly more positive on the KOTOR remake. I'm excited for it. I'll be getting it regardless, even if it is $70. I might wince a little bit, but, you know, that, that's why we do what we do. That's why we play the game. Right, Nick? That's why yeah. we play the game. Oh, yeah. All right, so who the fuck knows when it's coming out? I, I bet they've been working on this for a minute. Uh, what do you think? 2022-ish? Yeah, Fall I would 2022? imagine we're probably going to get yeah. this around Q2 2022, so like summertime release around that. But if they if they hold it for a whole year and do like a, a holiday release, then that would be a little a little extreme. Too much? You yeah. think too much? All right. Especially like yeah, because I mean, we... we we heard the leak, I think, back in like February, yeah, maybe January. Been, yeah. I know we've talked about it on the show. It's probably on StarWarsTime.net for those that care to check it out. Uh, but yeah, hey, I'm down. Nick's not, he's not wrong, though. I mean, KOTOR 3 would have been fantastic. But, you know, maybe this, uh, maybe this is like a, a litmus test for an idiot in the boardroom. Like, hey, if they, if they still suck up this game for the 30th time... <laughs> Now I'll green light a, a new yeah, a a continuation sequel. of the story. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Maybe that's what they okay. need. They need to see you buy it again, again. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got some decent updates from the uh, Kenobi production last week or in between shows. Uh, we could do a little speculation here. Uh, you know, if you read the title, you're probably like, oh, sweet. Kenobi shot at a college pool. Um, let me go uh, scream out in joy. That is so neat. But there is a Vader scene that got detailed too, and I actually think the college pool uh, may play into it. So anyways, last week, who was this? Bespin Bolton. <laughs> I'm glad that this was their story. I, gotta, uh, I showed this to Nick, and those that listen to the show, you'll, you'll appreciate it because you, you listen to someone bitch about their 
uh, bitch about themselves being unappreciated weekly <laughs> for their Star Wars work. Uh, but over the weekend, I don't know if Bestman Bulletin was was having a rough day or maybe drank too many hot toddies. But he, just, he put up a story on Instagram essentially going like, why the fuck do I do what I do? Fuck all you people. I am underappreciated. I've done Bestman Bolton for four years. Wah, wah, wah. Give me my just desserts, right? And and who does that sound like? Yeah, I mean, I, when I read it, <laughs> I read it, I was like, Jesus Christ, this is like the young me, except I still do it every week on the show. But when I read it and see it in a post, it just seems so much more ridiculous. So Bestman Bolton, we speak your name. Don't give up the good fight. Don't worry. No one pays attention to anybody online. Hell, at least Reddit accepts your fucking content. Yeah. Think about that. Like, they, <laughs> they won't even accept our content on Reddit. So, uh, if you think you're underappreciated, you have not met Matt from the Star Wars Time Show yet. So, if you ever want to hang out and feel far, sorry for ourselves, give me a call. I'm your guy. I've got 12 years of feeling like an underappreciated piece of shit online doing star wars coverage so i just thought that was funny but anyways they they got the scoop on this uh, kenobi shoot and uh, the interesting part about it nick is that it was being done at a local college pool in la i yeah. believe a college pool uh we, we got images up on the live stream if you want to check it out uh, the reason they knew this was the kenobi set because of the um, JT, Joshua Tree, that was a code name for the set. Mandalorian's Huckleberry. It's Huckleberry again for season three. We'll talk about that coming up. But anyways, they're shooting at a pool. So if you think about that, all right, if they're shooting at a pool, they're either using the water or using like the drained out pool. You know, there's probably a lot of smoke in there, maybe some dry ice. It's probably a wet, marshy environment they're going for. All right, so get that in the back of your head because that, that could uh, kind of compound with... The Vader scene that they also detailed in their latest report. Uh, essentially, they heard from their sources that a Vader scene was shot at the volume and the Dark Lord was entering some type of moody forest. What a way All right? to put It sounded that. like... Yeah, it's great. It's, here, they, they went on. It sounded like the scene had a tense feel to it. And the way Vader acted, it felt like he may be getting ready for a confrontation. So I, I kind of put, put it out there. Could this be Dagobah? I know this has been getting to play on some other Star Wars podcasts and sites. Um, but if you think about the, the, maybe the pool location is a, is a continuation of it. It's another shot of a marshy, swampy type of area, Nick. But... Pool shooting location, you, you got you to think about the environment they may be going for. Vader in a, a dark, moody type of forest location. What say you, good sir? Yeah, I mean, if it's dark and wet and moody, it sounds like Dagobah to me. Um, there's very little else that we've seen in the Star Wars universe that actually meets those qualifiers as well. You know, like... It, yeah, the forest in Mustafar that we saw Kylo on could be listed as dark and moody, but it definitely wasn't wet because Mustafar is a volcanic planet. And there yeah, was it's essentially on fire. Yeah, so yeah. there wasn't a lot of water there. So, I mean, you know, it's the one, it's the only location that fits all of the all of the parameters that were outlined by this uh, description right. here. So I, I, I am in agreement that it likely is going to be a, a Dagobah thing. Um, but what's interesting so, so is, let's, 
Go well, ahead. You know, what I was going to say is, is like, what's interesting is, it's like, why would he be drawn there? You know, like, okay, good. Uh, you know, nobody knows about Dagobah, apparently, like not even Obi-Wan knew about it in episode five or not even, you know, uh, not episode five, episode three. Like he, he went off, like Yoda went off, did his own thing. Didn't even tell. I don't even think he told Obi-Wan where he was going to be. And then at least not on screen. Yeah, I not mean, on screen. We, we could always uh, through the force. They might've checked in like the walkie talkie, like, psh, psh, yo, <laughs> Ben, I'm over on Dagobah. Yeah, I'm on Dagobah. You know where that's over at? Over and out. Here's over and location. out. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I mean, he, would, he would have to feel something and and you know, with Dagobah being such a, such a large planet with like dark side power kind of infused uh-huh. or dark side essence infused into the, it seems like into the planet itself. Maybe he's drawn there for that reason. He just feels that pull of the, of the dark side energy. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't think he would be going there because he's like, Yoda's here. Yoda's definitely here. I don't think that that's the reason. Yeah. So uh, let's kind of focus on that. If it is Dagobah, which, you know, it doesn't have to be, we don't always have to rely on the well-known locations, the original trilogy. Uh, I mean, what, what's happened on Dagobah before with Vader? Oh, a vision, right? Yeah, and right. That, that Darth was... Vader's been on Dagobah in Luke's vision as Luke. Yeah, but so does that count he, for th- Vader though? Does that count as Vader? I mean, I guess like yeah, it's like for but, us. Yeah, yeah for, what, for what I'm viewer, saying, Nick, if viewers. they if they shot a vision and it's Vader as, as a vision on Dagobah again, then yeah, he's still not tec- technically there. Maybe Yoda's having a vision. Maybe Obi has a vision okay, yeah. of, uh, uh, but. You could also, and I highly—I think this is highly unlikely. But here, here's another option. What if Kathleen Kennedy's big dual pitch is Vader versus Yoda, which maintains it would maintain Vader's lines in A New Hope and all that. Would remember we were we were bitching about that. If if Vader and Kenobi have a big fight in Kenobi, it kind of makes Vader's line of "Oh, I haven't sensed this presence since." A yeah. few years ago, instead of Mustafar when he kicked my ass, like it would have changed, fundamentally changed some of those scenes. Now, I don't think that's likely. I think that'd be a little too over the top for Hobo Yoda to be going at it with Vader live, uh, unless it is vision based. Yeah, uh, I, I, to me, I, I think anything Dagobah would be visions based to have it make sense. Yeah, I don't think that there would have like if they had a straight up fight between Yoda and and. Vader, <laughs> why would he not look okay so then we assume he loses because yoda's still there why would he not just blow the planet up right be like, that, hey, that's why i said it that's why i said it's highly unlikely there. but yeah. I, you got to throw yeah. it all out there at some yeah, point in time it's, it's potential but uh i mean like everybody's saying in a live stream like it could be a million places tone says it maybe naboo is a good call i mean naboo uh, vader kenobi I, I mean there there's definitely some connections there i could i could see naboo yeah i mean there, there's a lot of possibilities for sure but in terms of like you know most likely what have we seen most what fits with the story that's being told like you'd have to find a reason to go back to Naboo at this point. And I think that Naboo is well and truly kind of like outside of the realm of this series because nobody's there anymore. Like you, you would have to be like Vader would have to be going there similar to one of the missions that he went on in the comic book, like seeking out, uh, like Padme, which happened like place. eight years after when Kenobi's going to take place. Exactly. So, so yeah. like, you know, he would have to be, on some sort of like Padme mission. Like dude, he's looking for something about Padme. And I mean, it's it, potentially, but 
I, I, I don't think that that would fit along with well, the Well, you're bringing up a good point, but the fact that they've already covered that in the comics yeah. kind of ruins it to be used in that show. Because, I mean, l- let's say that comic event didn't happen where Vader goes in the boo, runs into Sabine, and all that fun shit gets into her grave, looks at the Japor snippet, has himself a good cry, and then kills a bunch of people. But, you know, if that didn't happen, you could argue that in Kenobi, because of how... Anakin felt what was going on between Kenobi and Padme there at the end that, you know, they, they could probably create some sort of narrative around Naboo and, and, and Kenobi and Vader and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but as you said, that's done in the comics eight years later after Empire Strikes Back when he's on a mission to find out who made his son a pussy. So, I, yeah, I think that would be ridiculous, too. I mean, who knows? It, we all just want to go to the stuff we know. I mean, it, it could be a brand new fucking planet. It, yeah. it could be, you know, du- Doucheville, for all we know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe um, maybe they are just shooting like a fucking Kenobi playing beer pong scene in the pool. Like, maybe this is just Kenobi's <laughs> summer break. Yeah, he's... He's hanging out with because remember Kumal's character is a friend of Kenobi, so that's it right there. They yeah. they go to the most icely cantina every Tuesday for a foosball tournament. Yeah, you know it's uh. a, he's got to have a little downtime, right? Just chilling out in the pool. But uh, yeah, I mean the thing that makes the most sense for the story is definitely is Dagobah, at least as we know it now, because it's not only is it a is it a planet that has a very strong dark side presence? It's also a planet that is housing one of the two remaining Jedi in the yeah, galaxy. And, 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 and maybe it's as simply as, you know, Vader is just searching for a lead. Yeah. And he, he never finds him. Or, you know, maybe Kenobi goes there trying to find Yoda and inadvertently brings Vader and the Inquisitors with him. Yeah. I mean, could be uh, I, you know, Nick, Nick, Nick's always been like, I, I believe Kenobi is going to be planet hopping. I've been the one like, nah, he's got to fucking stay there and watch his boy. But then we heard about how Leia may be the true MacGuffin. So who the fuck knows? And that's the beauty of speculating and not knowing what the fuck's going on. I mean, uh, and, and they've done a good job with Kenobi in, in keeping the meat under wraps. I mean, until we see something, Nick, we are truly, truly taking our fingers sticking them right up our buttholes and pulling stuff out of them yeah i mean okay? it's so, so hard to be able to tell because we i mean like they yeah we've seen some some set leaks and stuff like that but in terms of actual story there's been nothing that's released on kenobi that that gives you any indication to what the story is no like. not not even like a good synopsis it's like yeah he's kenobi yeah and he's on tatooine yeah. <laughs> he's like, on tatooine okay. <laughs> Well, and this is, we, uh, we, we knew that. We knew that at the end of Sith. We, we kind of figured that out. I mean, literally shows up there with a baby. Yeah. Here's um, this, speaking here's of that, um, I, I thought every Star Wars fan worth their salt has seen this video. Uh, I posted in our Discord last week. It, it just randomly came up after I was done watching the Resurrections trailer. I think it's like four years old at this point. But a fan took... The uh, the Kenobi retelling of who Anakin Skywalker was to Luke, all those scenes from A New Hope, yeah. and then cuts in yeah. moments from the prequels. The, yeah, yeah. And you you will know if you're a real Star Wars fan or not when you watch that. Because as Klondike said, he had never seen it, and he tuned it in, and he was like, shit, that made me cry. I was like, well, that's what it's supposed to do. Like, if, if you are a, a human, and you're a little off kilter and you can show more emotions to science fiction properties like i can versus real life stuff 
the video is going to knock you on your ass. So that's another reason to join the Star Wars Time Show Discord. Uh, find the link in our Instagram profile. Hey, Dan the Man, uh, we always like fan films. Send us a link or something, we'll check it out. Probably not live on the show here, uh, but we're down for anything Star Wars fans create. That's really who we are. I mean, part of our mantra is showcasing other Star Wars fans' work at the end of the show during our fan segment. So, um, have at it. Yeah, th- there you go, Joe. You, you tell them in the chat. If they hadn't seen that video, I, I wish I remembered the title. Uh, it's one of the most beautifully made fan tributes to Star Wars that gives the prequels way more emotional capacity than they ever could have had on their own, while also kind of making Kenobi's bullshit he was telling Luke make a bit more sense and like he wasn't just lying to him the whole time. Um, so it's really good stuff, even though it, it is four, four years old or whatever. So who knows? Hey, we're, we're going to have to wait till we get a trailer or something before I can really start making guesses that are going to be legit, just like I've proven on Bad Batch, on Mandalorian Season 2. I called the Boba Fett stuff after the first episode. I called the uh, Omega stuff after the first trailer. Get some. I'm still waiting on all my fucking plaques and medals from you guys. None of them has showed up yet to tell me that I'm special and awesome at speculating on science fiction nonsense. But, you know, my P.O. box is open for the awards and accolades. Um, Yes, mantra does equal tantra. All right. Uh, our buddy Mando, and uh, you know, this is a quick one, uh, because I, I just, I don't ever understand why these become huge in the Star Wars news cycle, because it's like, no shit, Sherlock, Carl fucking Weathers told us as much <laughs> at Dragon Con a few weeks ago, right, Nick? Yeah. Um, but what I'm talking about is we finally gotten, I forget what these are called, but these listings go out to Hollywood talent on a regular basis. I don't know if it's a casting call, production call or whatever, but the official one for the Mandalorian season three finally got posted. So Huckleberry industries is, is posting their listing for the season three production. And the, I I guess the eye opening thing here for people, Nick, is that the production is set to start September 20th. Mm -hmm. So next week and run through March 23rd. Um, So like I said, this isn't really news to anyone that has actually been listening. I understand these days a lot of humans struggle with being able to process what people are are telling them, especially in a factual setting. Uh, but Carl Weathers has said this. We have told you it's coming up. We've told you to, to stop worrying. It's still coming out in 2022. And this confirms that. If this truly does go until March, they have plenty of time, plenty of time to get post done for a fall 2022 release. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm not sure why this, this gets such big play. I mean, I kind of hate myself because I, I was getting ready to undercut this last week, Nick, because... Uh, on our account, we've we followed Latif for a while. He's he's the Mando stunt double, who, by the way, just fucking won himself an Emmy for for being the Mandalorian stunt double. Uh, Mando cleaned house with yeah. the Emmys, by the way, as it should. So congrats. But really, the, the the stunt team, I think stunt coordinator won, stunt performer won, and and maybe ensemble won. So um, excellent stuff. But Latif, literally in his story. <laughs> 
a few days before this broke, just to show you how lazy I am. And it, it, it's it's Nick. It's more like no one's ever given a fuck what we've tried to break. So I just I kind of I'm trying to channel Nick a bit more these days. Where he's just like, who cares? Who gives a fuck? And he's right. But Latif in his story literally said, "I am training for Mandalorian time." There we go. It's like okay, so there you go. Mando starting to shoot next week. Finally, I still contend that some of it was probably shot during Book of Boba. Uh, definitely some din scenes, maybe some grief scenes. Uh, but our favorite show, it's going to be up and running next week and, and completing uh, within the first quarter of 2022, which which definitely means we're going to get season three in 2022, just like we've been saying all along. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Dan the man, just use StarWarsTime.net. You should find ways to contact us through there, buddy. All right. Uh, yeah, so that's out there. Not not huge news. Not much to discuss. Yeah, it's Nick. <laughs> yeah, just listen to us. Like I know we're dickheads, and I know a lot of you think I'm too loud or crazy. But if you listen in between the lines, sometimes we actually tell you stuff that is is worthwhile. This one just popped up today, Nick. I, I kind of hedged on posting it or not, but but I, you know, knowing our fans and I, I think the stuff you like to get into when it comes to filmmaking in particular, filmmaking in the ILM Star Wars universe, it might be of interest. Uh, but and I think this this probably was announced uh, informally and not officially by a music composer. Uh, but I, I learned today via the score the podcast. <laughs> From James Newton Howard, who's a, a, a big music composer, his most recent film is Jungle Cruise, but I mean, he's done Raya. Uh, he's got tons of credits. But on the show, like towards the end, as he's wrapping up, he just kind of whips out the fact that Larry Kazdan has completed a six-part documentary on George Lucas and ILM. And the reason he knows about it is because he scored it. And he's, he's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's done. I'm, my work's done on it. So this thing's pretty much complete, in, in right? If you get to the scoring and the scoring's in the can, yeah. this thing is, is a done deal. I just I found it to be kind of uh, – it was revealing. I, I don't think he probably was supposed to uh, yeah. let, let this slip. I'm sure Larry uh, was like, bro, what are you – Don't! Yeah. Why did like you a do don't. that? Uh, but yeah, I mean, this seems really cool. It's probably going to be unaffiliated with Disney, I would imagine, because uh, I, 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 yeah, I'm with you, man. I mean, it's 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 not a it's not a Star Wars documentary. It is a Lucas and ILM film documentary. So right. you could include Indiana Jones. You can include Willow. You can include. I mean, I Jurassic guess Park. Jurassic Park. There's a ton of things on here that you can include that don't necessarily Abyss. fall underneath the the purview of. Uh, of disney and especially if it is about the man and the you know the the special effects company that he built and not necessarily the, the yeah i mean uh, let, let's be real star wars will probably be a huge part of yeah. it i mean that that's ilm was created for star wars uh but it, it does it, i think there was no other details given than him just kind of blurting it out but I, i'm thinking you know these two have been colleagues since the beginning mm-hmm. i mean kazdan helped him on empire kazdan was brought in for solo i mean he kazdan's been attached I mean, to star he, wars since yeah, it yeah yeah was I mean, a thing even beyond star wars i mean kazdan worked on indie too like 
Yeah. Lawrence Kasdan. They're boys. I mean, they're boys. He he is a part of the George Lucas mafia, just like Coppola, uh, Scorsese, and the rest of them. So, so I think it, it, it's going to be more of a le- love letter to George and his contributions to filmmaking. Yeah, absolutely. And while that's not Star Wars centric, we've said this before on the show. I mean, when I just watched the, the, the gallery of Luke's episode, it's so engaging because it, it makes me remember that I fucked up my life. <laughs> right. It makes me go, wow. If if I would have just got my shit, it's not like I was even a fuck up. I just had no direction, no real passion to do something in life. All I wanted to do was to not fuck up, go to college, make my parents happy. That was it. That was the expectations. Don't fuck up in school. Don't fuck up in life. Don't have babies too young, right? I mean, that, that's what a lot of us got in the 80s and 90s. Don't do drugs. Don't have babies. Don't get AIDS. I mean, that, that's what we were getting blasted with. And I was like, all right, I checked all those boxes, went to school, graduated from the Ohio State University, who sucks at defense these days in football. But either way, I, I just, I never worked towards something that I was passionate about. And it took till I was damn near 30 to even realize that I'm passionate about entertainment, uh, creating entertainment, creating content, uh, creating anything that people look at and go, that's kind of neat. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm I'm all for this because George Lucas, love him, hate him, disagree with some of his choices that he made with his baby. If It is his baby. The guy has revolutionized filmmaking from the day he he got behind a camera. Yeah. He is one of the biggest innovators in filmmaking and really was all the way up until he let his baby go. At that point, he's just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm old. I'm rich as fuck. I'm just going to watch my friends create and maybe I'll come in and, and, and give them my, my two cents every once in a while. Yeah. It's, uh, you're going to get a lot more from this, like, I'm sure you're going to get some Star Wars nuggets, but this is going to be way more about George's contribution to filmmaking. Like you said, it's mm-hmm. not going to be like, oh, this is this is how we made this in Star Wars. Remember this scene in Star Wars? Let me tell you all the cool shit behind it. Like, it's probably not going to be that as much as it is like broad reaching kind of looking at what George's contributions are to the, the movie space. So. I mean, for a six-part documentary, that's pretty fucking long. Like, yeah. So, I mean, how? I mean, one episode could be the Star to, Wars yeah, years and then the Star indie Wars. years, and, yeah. and then you know when George was just more doing the the producer stuff. So, uh, but either way, I think I think you're going to get some great visual content. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of archival footage of of ILM when it first formed, when it was literally just like a shed. Yeah. And fucking dudes in there making their models and, and, and stuff that us collectors would kill to have right now because I mean, they're essentially the toys we buy. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I was I was happy to hear that this is a thing. And like Nick said, there's no fucking chance this is Disney Plus. Um, I don't know if Larry's trying to put this out himself. Maybe him and George have an outfit to produce it with. Uh, I, I would imagine this is probably going to go to some streaming channel, yeah. network, something like that. Yeah, this will definitely uh, go to one of the other streaming networks. I mean, at this point, that's the only place where shit releases. <laughs> like, it's either on 
Netflix, Hulu, or HBO Max. One of those streaming hey, services. Dude, have it. speaking of that, because I mean, I- I'm sure like before the streamings and all that stuff, you and whoever you were with, you probably looked forward to the fall season of new TV shows, right? Yeah. Do you remember those times where you'd be like, oh, NBC is going to try a new sci-fi show or ooh, ABC. Oh, cool. Lost is coming back this season. Last season. Have you noticed like that all that shit's just gone? Yeah, like, do you I mean, even give a fuck about network TV anymore? No, I will say that the the only thing that I know is that NBC shows are usually good. But other than that, like I I don't pay attention to like new shows coming out. Like I literally like I jump on my streaming platform, whichever one I choose for that day, and it'll tell me it'll say like, hey, this is recommended for you based off of yeah, what you're trending watching. now. Like or trending yeah, now. Like, or let's be a lemming. Yet. What are what are other people watching? I mean, that's yeah. what I do too, but it usually ends up in me just scrolling through my list again and going, yeah, all that stuff seems interesting, but I'm still not ready to watch it too. Like you said, going to all the curated columns and going, yeah, that looks neat, but now yeah. I'm going to go there. There's probably something else. It's like, it's like there's one more. It's like a, there, there's always another turn. There's going to be a better show if I keep scrolling. Yep. And then an hour and a half later, you realize you've just stared at a menu with app icons yeah. for your entire I evening. Mean, it's, so it's, it's getting hard. So the the streaming services are definitely just becoming crazy, the new just... cable subscription. The good thing is, is the most expensive one I get for free. HBO Max, I got free through my internet provider. And really, I, yeah. So AT and T, when we first moved into the house, they were like, okay, you can have AT and T or Spectrum. And AT and T is fiber and five. It's the it's the one gig down fiber, and I've never had a problem with it. And then they threw in HBO Max for free, and I'm like, I'm in. You got me. I don't care what you charge as long as you maintain a one gig connection and I get HBO Max for free. I'm I'm with you. So and then all the other ones like, you know, I don't pay for Peacock. I don't have Paramount Plus yet. I don't have CBS All Access. I don't have like a lot of them. I just have Netflix, Hulu and then the Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, plus HBO Max. And then well, CBS is paramount plus okay, now. That is they now all like morph into something too so okay. yeah I uh, no i will I, i've I, I honestly i call myself a cable cutter but i bet with all my shit lumped together now i'm right back up at a cable bill but at least i feel like i'm making the choices in the uh, content providers i yeah. get i, I pay. Uh, you know youtube tv they they've increased that shit to like 65 no, bucks yeah. but i gotta keep it to watch sports and it, it, you know netflix apple tv plus hulu i get through my spotify and it's like <laughs> oh my god how much shit to, uh, prime yeah i got yeah, prime because oh yeah, i like I fast shipping so i got that shit too yeah uh, oh well yeah, you, you it's still better than, than paying a cable company but yeah just put it on one of the streaming services larry as long as it's up there we'll find it and look if i gotta yeah. spend a, a five a fiver for a month of paramount plus to watch it then i guess i'll do that um, yeah, I'll probably wait until uh, like Discovery season four airs or, or Picard. That way, I'll kind of you know get get double the bang for my buck. But I'm with you. Yeah, I think that's how I'm gonna approach those types of networks where I love some of their content, but I don't love it enough to kind of keep giving them money when that content isn't fresh. So Paramount Plus, I'll definitely re up for when uh, Discoveries and Picards come back. But once they're done, I'll take them back off the rotation. Uh, but I'll, I'll continually pay Netflix. 
I've really, it took me a while to get around to because it, it was always free. But when they finally were like, yo, we're going to start charging you, asshole. I was like, oh, now I'll check it out. But TV Plus has some quality fucking shows on there. I don't even know what There's not is. a lot. What but is TV Plus? Apple TV Plus. Oh, Apple TV Plus. Apple TV. Yes, yes, I have So that. like the, the morning show, C, For All Mankind, those are all great. The, the Tom Hanks World War II movie was really good. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, they've gotten better too, but Hey, we're a little off track. So, uh, you know, our two dumb asses will let you know when we get more details on this Kazden George Lucas ILM doc, but I, I think it's going to be a fun watch for fans of star Wars and the maker, or just people that dig, uh, kind of behind the scenes, uh, filmmaking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I said, love or hate his decisions in, in, in star Wars, the guy is a luminary in the filmmaking field. 100%. I mean, filmmaking would not be where it is now if it wasn't for George Lucas all the way back in the 70s. Like, we would, yeah, we I mean, would the, be light years behind where we are now. ILM. He, he was the guy back at the turn of the century stumping for digital filming. Yeah. And, and you would think, because a lot of people in his circle, they're, in my case, they're the dinosaurs. You know, the Scorsese's like, eh. Uh, comic book movies aren't real movies and you got to shoot on film you know Christopher Nolan all my movies are going to be on film and IMAX like you're an asshole yeah it's when you shoot do you know how much more expensive and difficult it is to shoot on film I'm sure it's gotten easier because I'm sure the film gets digitized right away but it's like fuck you guys no theaters play film-based movies yeah, anymore. It doesn't, it's like so it doesn't even, matter if you film it on film. Yeah, it's still played digitally. It's still digitally. getting put on a digital projector, you <laughs> dicks. Like, get over it. I mean, George was telling you digital is the way to go. It's cheaper. It's quicker. You can see exactly what you're recording. You can delete it and do it again without wasting money. But I digress. I'm. We're clearly not of the artistic type, right? I mean, we, we, we call people real-ass painters. And this shit, awesome new trailer just dropped for Star Wars Hunters, a brand new game. Oh, let's go check it out live then. Hunters, yeah, uh, we have a little piece on what, what, coming let, up. Let's, um, yeah, we'll do a quick, uh, we'll, we'll just go right to our Star Wars Hunters story since uh, our field reporter brought that up. Nick, if you get a link, let me know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look for a, yeah, a link while four, I'm trying to four vamp. Four minutes right. ago. I got it coming your way, sir. All right. So um, there you go. let me check this shit out real quick so yeah, uh, we're, we're sorry it. here people we're, we're getting a live a live delivery of the star wars hunters trailer one minute and 59 uh, from, seconds all right let me see here this is probably gonna blow up the cast so tell me if uh you guys can't hear me after a while <laughs> um can it everyone see like, it it's a cinematic trailer too so don't don't okay you, you're not gonna get hey, dude things. we're doing our first like live reaction to something I let's know, do live it reaction here oh look it's a hologram <laughs> oh my god there's blaster bolts and they sound just like star wars oh my goodness it's a mandalorian and he he kind of looks like he's painted like boba fett yeah so this is really just introducing you to some oh of look there's a wookie i wonder if he's related to chewbacca is this how you do <laughs> reaction videos this is, i think this is how you do them oh my god flamethrower uh, no, I, we got to pause. Don't we have to pause it sometimes? Oh, uh, you know, Nick, like that Wookiee, I don't think his hair was long enough. Oh, shit. There's a part but, that's pretty cool. I wonder if he is Chewbacca's grandfather's cousin. <laughs> Let's get back to the trailer. Be. I bet this girl 
Fuck the Zabrick. Look at her face paint. Okay, let's... That guy right there, I bet he's Boba Fett's cousin too. So he's a clone. I bet he's a clone. It looks like... I mean, it's... Oh my God! That's Leet! That's Leet's head! They must have got it from Kessel (laughs) and turned it into a Jedi! Oh, look at those Jawas stacked on top of each other. Aren't they so cute? Oh, I love this. <laughs> oh, she has robot legs. I bet she's related to Darth Maul. Twenty twenty-two. Pre-register today to unlock exclusive in-game content. So you can pre-register just like you can for other games on mobile devices. If you've ever done that. Uh, oh, hold on, Nick. It's the, it's the end stinger. Yeah. It's... We might get a big reveal here. <laughs> oh, what a fucking diss. Did you hear that? Man. <laughs> wow. Can't wait. Um, All right. Did you guys like that reaction? Is that how you do it? Or was I too loud and talked over it too much? <laughs> <laughs> oh man i don't even think they can hear shit that that plays through the browser so it doesn't really matter say, like, they just heard me why, yelling my video didn't have sound either and i unmuted my tab but whatever um i mean it like i said it's a it's a cinematic trailer, so you don't really get any kind of gameplay aspects from it but it fits in line with what we were saying i mean but like matt said our 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 star wars hunter story um we got some some screenshots it, I like how these were considered leaks. Um, Matt was hit me with a hit me with a uh, a Reddit article, and it's like, oh yeah, look, the, these screenshots leaked, but really, these were literally- uh, they liked my the the live chatter or live streamers thought I I did a a standing O worthy job of a reaction video. There you go. All right, well we'll do more of those because I, I I don't quite understand that trend, but it's it's a huge one in youtube especially with star wars stuff so there you go that was our first we popped our cherry finally yeah the uh, best part is is that we we did it on different times like nick was ahead was of me so he, was, he was reacting to the end as i was still yelling over stuff in the middle but that you know we, we like to make things a little different yeah so it, i mean it was it was cool like I, I i'm telling you right now this game is gonna be fortnite it's star wars fortnite so if you well played it I, I think of anything now, it's a smaller scale, though, doesn't it? It, it, it almost looks like it is going to be 4v4 in an arena, like like gladiator style. That's what I was going to say. Like it may it's it's not going to be 100 people because that's what right. Fortnite like a huge is. battle royale. Fortnite's right. 100 people. This will probably be less because you're playing on a mobile device. A mobile device isn't going to be able to um, really. I guess you would say optimize for 100 people combat or whatever but i mean it's another one of those games that's going to be it's it's going to be like a cash grabby kind of game for yeah. mobile devices yep because it's good in in-game purchases is going to be available um and then if you look at you know the way that they're advertising stuff it's like oh look trusty blaster is free but spec ops blaster costs you 360 gemos you know how much those gemos cost you in real life so you're gonna have to pay if you're if you if you're one gemo why 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 
We have in-game currency in Star Wars. Why, why do you got called Gemos? I mean, just to say it's like a fucking Republic credits or yeah. Dactaries or Gemos. I don't know. Come on. It's it's weird. So I, I'm like visually Fortnite 100 percent. Yes. Uh, gameplay wise, though, I, I do just based on that cinematic trailer and even some of these screens. I, I, I think the battlefields are going to be tight. Yeah, they're going to be smaller. Which could be interesting. Could be interesting. I mean, I, dare I even say this? Cause, I mean, I, is this going to be me besmirching this game's name? But with these smaller arenas, could it also maybe have a like an Overwatch feel to it, possibly? Or I was going to say... Is that, is that sacrilegious? By the way that they've set it up where every... It seems like every class or every potential character has different abilities you could play it as like a squad based kind of combat like team shooter uh similar to overwatch um with the tight with the really small maps it kind of reminds me of like i i just yeah i don't know it's it's tough like the small maps remind me of call of duty a little bit but call of duty is also just like a run shooter and i don't think that's what this is going to be um I think it's going to be a, a a disaster, sadly. I mean, the fact that it's only Switch, Apple, and Android that that's kind of a that's a clear sign that this is a, uh, a free to play. Then give us thousands of dollars yeah, type of game. It's it's, it's definitely going to be uh, the the in game purchases apply. So be aware. But it's like I don't know. I'll I'll try it out because uh, you know. I'll try out in any kind of little Star Wars mobile game that's free. But if it becomes cumbersome with like, oh, pay X amount of dollars to play more matches today or something like that, then I'll just shut it down. Um, I mean, it does it it, it does kind of look like a like a arena team arena shooter, almost like Team Fortress. If you've ever played Team Fortress as well, like there you go, there you go, you know, something like that. Um, but yeah. I, I don't know. Oh, man. Look on the on the pre-register site, they have an "Are you a content creator?" section. I'm gonna put yes, even though no one cares. Yeah, I mean, we do create um. content. <laughs> so for a very select group of individuals that we think are awesome. Yeah. Uh, hell, I'll throw in my pre-register. What, what the fuck do I care? And, and you know, right now, if, if if they're asking for pre-register, it's it's a it's an F2P. Oh yeah, I mean, that, that's like this is a hundred percent F two P. Love it or hate it, it is free, so don't get upset. You can always download it and delete it, like Nick said. Yeah. Uh, but I, I would not. I am not expecting this to hold my time like Star Wars: Galaxy of Heroes has done for nearly seven years in running. No, at this, this, this think about that. Definitely seems like it's going to be a, a shorter window. I guess. You could say. I mean, if you, I just like. If you look at it, though, it says, what platform do you typically play on? They have, play, I mean, PlayStation, Xbox, and PC on that list. So. Well, on its, I'm on the official site, like the pre-reg site, and its main banner right now, Nick says, arriving in 2022, landing on Nintendo Switch, iOS, and Android, period. So. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe the copy's fucked up over there, but it, it, on the official site, it, it sounds like it is just a a uh, portable centric type of experience uh which is a little dicey yeah so but hey we'll check it out we'll check it out look at this i'm putting i think one, one of the best 
I have, we have oh, over Nick's signing up right now. Nick's like, fuck you guys. I'm getting my pre-register get in-game item in. stat. And I'm a content creator, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> so. Content creating, doing uh, everything. There there's go. been, I don't know, there's been some good mobile Star Wars games, but it seems to go as the king. It, it's had it's the, the, the longest life. Lasted. I mean, we both I enjoyed mean, bro, Star seven Wars years. Arena, Think about it. But they nuked it. That game kicked fucking ass. It did. It all right. Really that, that was a game where you literally played live against another human, and it was all about your strategy. Like, how did you decide to build up your cards? You know, you'd throw down a, a turret card. You'd throw down a tank card or a Jedi card. And you had to blow up their turrets and then blow up, like, the end, the, like the base power. And honestly, Nick, I, I think that Lego Star Wars Battles game is going to be like Force Arena. That's but what with I was going to uh, say. That, that with, the, with the Lego aesthetic applied. Yeah, that Apple one. Um, but that, yeah, I'm with you, man. That game kicked ass because it, it was um, like I it got the the gaming competitive juices flowing that I have not felt since, you know, mid 2000s when I played Gears of War every night or COD4 and was active in that that type of scene. Uh, yeah, but that game went the went the way of the dinosaurs, too. Yeah. I mean, it I'm really just is say, just down this, the go. <laughs> this episode has made me sad when it comes to Star Wars video games, because this is well, what it, we've come to. It now. should. It, yeah, like we've, we've, come- we've bitched about this before. I mean, this isn't news to us. This is the state of EA owning the license and Lucasfilm being happy just collecting the fucking check from them. Yeah, it's, you know, when, when the big game news for Star Wars is a, is a mobile device only and a remake, <laughs> like, it just makes my heart hurt because there was a time where you were getting incredible Star Wars games often. Like every two mm-hmm. to three years, you would two get, to three years. You would get a really fucking good Star Wars game that told story, that had good combat mechanics. That had, I mean, even for back in the day, you play a game like the like the Jedi Knight series, Jedi Outcast, Jedi Academy. They still hold up, like right. I just don't. They look understand. like shit, yeah. and, and they they move clunky just because our brains are used to a a more modern way of of gaming, but. The, the the core aspects of what made them great back then still hold up and, and no one's been able to fucking figure that out yeah and yeah jedi fallen order sold well and it's going to get itself sequels but I, i'd argue that one it isn't even as great as some of those jedi outcast jedi academies it, it just you know we, we've we've given you our grievances on fallen order hey it's great uh, the combat's a fucking joke for a game about a jedi with a light sword cal is kind of a dildo uh, but whatever, if, that, if that's what we're going to get, I guess it's better than uh, re- remake times 5,000 or free to play games that are just trying to take advantage of, of the Fortnite uh, craze. I mean, is Fortnite still that nutty with young kids? It is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's still, I mean, yeah. it's still pretty fucking big, but. I mean, I, me, I'd imagine it's got to be getting close to its EOL because I mean, nothing in gaming lasts forever. Yeah, nothing lasts. forever. I mean, I haven't paid attention to Fortnite since it was in beta, but apparently, Bro, I remember when Fortnite was an actual game where you'd have to build a defense yeah. and then at night zombies would come and try to tear it down. I that's think, what fucking yeah, Fortnite that's what it was started out as. until PUBG went nuts with with Battle Royale. And then they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, we can do this, too. But better and with better licenses and Marvel and Star Wars and give us the cash. I mean, that's what happened there. I mean, PUBG was like the battle royale. And then Epic's like, you know what? 
let's go ahead and turn on our battle royale mode in Fortnite and see what happens. And everyone's like, oh, well, now Fortnite's worth playing. It fucking was dumb before, but now we can build our shit and, and do battle royale and look cool and get on YouTube and Twitch stream and get clout and do fucking emotes and all this shit. So, yep, yeah, there we go. And here we are, Star Wars Hunters, which is like Fortnite light. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, boy. But yeah, you're right. You're, you're, you are um, allowed to be depressed about the current state of Star Wars video game development. Sad, man. Um, all we can hope for is either that Mando game is something real and not some bullshit that someone cooked up on their free time, or that this, this larger open world type of game is what we've kind of speculated it could be. And it's not just Fallen Order 2, Return of Cal, and his broadsword lightsaber. (laughs) Let me swing that, you know, half-pound hilt around, because it is so heavy. All right, so reversing our wheels a little bit, I had a story time session planned before Tones alerted us with that excellent um, announcement. You know, might not have been a mind-blowing trailer, but I do like getting fresh updates covered right on the show. So thank you to Field Reporter Tones. Uh, but a little story time, and I'll keep this quick. War the Bor... War the Born T-Hunter. Baba Boo Boo <laughs> Baba Bee Boo 4. So War of the Bounty Hunters 4 came out last week, and Nick, it finally, after, you know, feels like almost a month being stalled, at the Crimson Dawn party for the Han Solo and Carbonite uh, auction, we finally had some progress in the story. It's finally moved past Vader standing there. I mean, he's been standing at Han Solo's, uh, not corpse, carcass. It feels like for at least three or four issues of crossover (laughs) content and main content. But we finally got uh, shit moving again. Uh, and when it is a War of the Bounty Hunter issue, it is a, a Boba Fett kind of, he's the lead. So that was great. But when we get out of this one, uh, it's just more great Boba Fett dialogue, believe it or not. I, I actually think that this, this miniseries has not only reinforced what people have told me about this character all along in terms of his physical prowess, but but it's it's definitely fleshed out his personality way more than I believe you probably would have ever got in some of the legend stuff, and you're for damn sure in the original trilogy, uh, because he gets into some expert level shit talking when his buddy Dangar and uh, Valance show up. <laughs> All right, we we've known that they've been after Boba because you know they're they're in the bounty hunters issue, and that's the crossover content. So Fett. He's, he's been outside waiting for the Empire to leave with Solo. So, yes, the Empire still has Solo in their possession. Vader commands him to take him to the shuttle, take him up to the uh, executor uh, so he can, can keep him. All right. But Vader doesn't go with him because his little boy wants to play a game of tag with daddy. All right. <laughs> so if you remember where things left off the last time I had to update this, you know, Luke was supposed to go there and help Leia and Chewie and Lando. Uh, but he gets there and he literally shits to bed and pusses out and pulls away in his X-Wing and says, sorry, sis, even though I don't know you're my sis yet, but sorry, sis, I'm not ready to face him. Good luck. But we find out after all, Luke is more interested in getting Vader into a game of um, Starfighter tag. So he he radios over to Daddy Dearest and says, Hey, Vader, you want me? You gotta come and get me. Like that type of dumb shit. And of course, Vader's like, All right, I'll bite. 
Uh, so he turns Solo over to the, his Imperials. They're walking him out. He takes off on his ship to go play with his son. Um, so as the Imperials are walking out, Boba's getting ready to, you know, to ambush him. He still wants his fucking quarry, right? He's a bounty hunter. He took the contract. He's going to get his quarry. But just when he's ready to spring upon the Imperials, Toilet Paper Head and Machine Boy show up. And this is where Boba just gets into some expert level shit talking. Like I said, his dialogue is fantastic. And I do believe they're fleshing out the character this way to give him more of a personality for the book of Boba Fett. All right. They were starting to do it in Mandalorian. You know, he makes a joke in episode seven, like, hey, the Empire's probably seen my face. Uh, He fucks with the Mandalorians in episode eight. He comes in and kills everyone without asking a single question at the end. So you get a little of his personality in in Mando. But I believe that War of the Bounty Hunters miniseries is being used to kind of enhance it, flesh it out and, and maybe make older Boba and the way he acts make a bit more sense. But the first thing he says, and this was the highlight to me, this is where we get the Boba disses Dangar title. <laughs> as soon as Dangar and Valance show up, he's just like, who the fuck are you guys? You guys are nobodies. I'm essentially, I'm Boba Fett. Fuck you. You can't do shit. And they're like, oh yeah, you, 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 think, you're, you think you're a tough guy? And of course, Boba single-handedly takes out Dangar, sends him down a, an ice river, on, on a chunk of ice. Uh, but Valance actually gets uh, his Iron Man hands behind them. So Boba's got to get into deal mode. And to make a long story short, Boba's like, listen, I know you like Han. I just want the fucking bounty. But right now, both the Rebels and the Imperials are leaving with him because Leia decides to get in the Falcon. They're going to chase the Imperials and, and take over the ship before it gets back to Vader's um, Star Destroyer. So Valance is like, all right, fuck you. I don't really agree with what you want to do with Solo, but because we're bounty hunters, we're shady. We'll team up for this common goal of at least getting him back from the Empire and the Rebels, and then maybe we'll kill each other after we are in possession of him. So Boba's like, I can agree to that. Uh, they head up. They're, they're trailing the Rebels. They're, they're about ready to take him out. Valance is like, no, you can't blow up Han's ship. I love Han. He's my buddy. Boba's like, Jesus, you pussies. So what does he do? He drops a seismic charge and i know we all love it when boba drops that charge or a fett drops the charge be it in in a show in a movie or even in a comic because when i saw that panel come up you're for damn sure and if you listen to my breakdown i even recreated it on that check it out youtube.com slash star wars time show but as soon as i saw the, the the seismic charge or as we call it a seismic charge my head just instantly. I mean, I was sitting here at my desk going, "Bwang, bwang," you know, like I've got a like a, a fucking mental disorder, like a like a form of Tourette's. So he disables the rebel ship just as Lobot disables the Imperial ship. So Boba's like, "Fuck yeah, double score. We're gonna get our solo." But as I turn the last page, someone that kind of got shit on earlier in the issue, a hut not by the name of Jabba, shows up with a hot fleet getting ready to take on the Empire, the Rebels, and now the Bounty Hunters to get Solo back. And it's being led by Boku, who, if you've been paying attention, Vader and Ochi more or less set up to drive a wedge in between Boku and Jabba to kind of get some conflict going there. And it has paid off because Jabba was content just giving Han to the Empire. He's like, you know what? It's not worth it. 
we're the shit. We're the, we're the best crime family, but that's the Empire. That's Darth Vader. Just let him have it. I made the choice to give it to him, so we're not losing any honor. But Boku is like, fuck you, uncle. That's bullshit. Uh, we look like punks in front of all these other syndicates. So on his own, at the end, just as Boba thinks he's going to get his quarry, Boku shows up with a shit ton of hut spaceships, and that's where we leave things. So um, like I said, it, 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 the miniseries has stalled in terms of excitement over the summer. But at least issue four, which is the penultimate of the miniseries itself, we still have a few more crossovers to go, but at least it progressed things. Uh, we got Han away from Crimson Dawn. He's, he's kind of in space right now. And the Rebels are behind them, the Bounty Hunters, and the Huts. So there you go. There's your recap. I, I believe we get a new issue of Vader this week, so I'll probably be doing my little video thing. I've been doing them unscripted. Uh, I've heard people like those a bit more. It doesn't mean people are watching them uh, in droves, but it makes my life a bit easier because I just take the screenshots, look at them, and whatever comes out of my mouth goes into the recording. All right. So uh, I will keep you updated on, I believe it's a Vader issue this week. And I won't cover it, but if you do collect the comics and if you are into the miniseries, a, I think a, a Bausch comic is releasing this week which is also going to cross over and this should still be Bausch before Leia takes them out and, and jacks their outfit all right so yeah tones you're not right it, it, it has been some really really good Star Wars comic book storytelling it just has felt a little stalled if you've been reading all of the single crossover issues uh, the war itself has has been pretty excellent but some of the crossovers have gotten like poke your eyes out bad in terms of is this really even a crossover anymore or are you guys just tricking dummies like me into spending an extra four dollars a week <laughs> definitely some of that in there i would imagine yeah I, I i can i can guarantee there's a lot of that in there <laughs> all right dude we're moving along at a great pace so uh we're kind of getting into our new toys collectibles gaming segment of the week and we we got some I don't know. I don't know, really know how to spin this shit anymore. <laughs> uh, Hasbro Hasbro had like some fucking PulseCon explosion last week. And in my opinion, it's like I'm getting close to just being done with Black Series, Hasbro shit in general. And it's not, I don't want this, it's not like I'm coming from a place where I've seen other fans like, hey, fuck you, big company, you're not doing what I want. It's like, it, that's not it. It's just like I think I've realized like it, it's it's just too much. It's too much these days. Uh, companies like Hasbro, it, it just they are taking advantage of of suckers and diehards like myself. There's no innovation anymore. It's the same shit Nick was bitching about with Star Wars video games. It, it just feels like they're like, hey, Mandalorian, let's fucking paint it purple and call it the the cocksucker edition and resell it as an exclusive somewhere. And that's what this event to me was last week. Uh, in fact, my, my summary of the event, Hasbro shows love to Star Wars vintage collection line in addition to weak Black Series unveils. All right. That, that basically sums it up. Um, Black Series has just been in the toilet this whole year to me, I mean, outside of the Trapper Wolf exclusive, which I'm sure no one will ever be able to get that that actually wants it for retail price. 
I've just, I've gotten over it. It's like, who gives a shit? I, I, I think I've finally have almost fully stepped off the hot toys cliff and that's all I'm going to be engaged in anymore outside of like a one-off. I got to have this figure because I love this character. I love what this character reminds me of, you know, cause Nick, here, here's some of the like vintage collection again, good, good for all of you. Those of you that stuck with the little guys it, when it, when it was terrible and there was nothing they're they're finally kind of paying homage to you collectors because you got a you got a great looking incinerator trooper a great looking shore trooper a great looking gideon this rainbow classic stormtrooper you could argue is kind of neat you got a shiny armorer and this th this is what i know people want cuckoo for cocoa puffs for uh this this build pack so a lot of collectors, Nick, they like to do what's called army building. Army, yes, exactly. All right, I've heard about. I don't this. really I don't really prescribe to it because it's like, all right, they, it's pretty much the same fucking figure over and over, and and if you want to do like a picture of it, just use layers and move one figure around. But there are people that like collecting hundreds of of stormtroopers or hundreds of hoth rebel soldiers and hey have at it i'm not going to shit on a collector because that's what they want to collect but that's this seemed to be the the big want from everyone out there this uh tvc stormtrooper build-up pack where you get three bucket heads and a uh, with a sarge or a commander yeah. of sorts uh tvc you got a good looking palpatine a good looking lobot a good looking bib a good looking ig11 and and really, the only thing that I was somewhat interested in seeing was the packaging for the Haslab Mandalorian Razor Crest. Uh, Man, remember I don't when actively, that ship existed? <laughs> I know. Isn't that funny? Like someone like you, do you just look at people like me now and yeah. laugh? Like you, you bought a three hundred plus dollar toy that doesn't even exist in universe anymore. Yeah, like it's just gone. It's just fucking gone. <laughs> Like they knew uh, that shit, like it literally meant nothing. God, like it, it's God. I mean, I, I remember when I saw it blow up, I'm like, well, you know, he'd get another model, but like his Razor Crest is fucking toast. Yeah. Obliterated. The only thing that lived was the stick shifter and his Beskar spear. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> uh, but. I do like the packaging, Nick, because they, they, they channel the, the classic yeah, Kenner packaging like from, from back in the 80s. And like I said, if I'm going to spend $300 plus on something, I need to at least feel somewhat excited. So seeing the box art reminded me like, okay, well, that'll be an okay collectible piece, I think, when it shows up. Yeah. Uh, not like this. I, I, I also back the HasLab Sentinel from like the X-Men Sentinels. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking uh, about? Yes, like the, yes. I mean, it looks like a little kid and it showed up this week and I'm like, why the fuck did I buy this again? Like, why do I want this? I, I don't even really collect Marvel Legends anymore. I love the X-Men, but it's, it's clearly not a passion like Star Wars. So what am I doing? And it's still sitting in a box. And after I looked at eBay, I'm pretty sure this motherfucker's going on the black market. And I know some other collectors are going to roll their eyes. Fuck all you. Every one of you out there, if you've ever gotten a, an extra figure that people really want, you flip it too to either make the money back to get your figure for free or to buy more figures. Um, so this thing, Nick, I believe it was like 350 retail on eBay right now. Mm -hmm. It's going for almost 1000 Wow, yeah. Sell that thing right now. <laughs> what the yeah. fuck? So I, I haven't even I haven't opened 
the box. Perfect. I just I opened the main box it came in, but the, but its actual outer box hasn't even been opened. The inner box clearly is not open, so it's as mint as it gets. I've seen people open it, and they're they're selling some of the uh, like the stretch goal items for over a hundred dollars, dude. Like a fucking head <laughs> for the Sentinel, ninety bucks. A Marvel Legends six inch figure, hundred and twenty. It's like Jesus yeah. Christ. That's- yeah, there you go. Klondike knows what I, you know, it's like a, it's kind of like the same thing that drug dealers do in high school and college. They, they buy and sell enough drugs so they can get their drugs for free. Yeah. Right. I mean, same thing with the, the plastic crack. You know, if, if you have the foresight to buy stuff that you think could be popular, you got to flip it. And, and I, I, I do, I, I, I just, I've gotten out. I've done a shot, I believe, in the last two weeks. It was fun, but I, I don't have that drive every week to go do toy photography. So why the fuck am I still buying or, or keeping these items that I ordered probably almost two years ago when I was really gung-ho about it? It just doesn't make sense. Um, plus that, if I actually do get the grand, that covers two of my hot toys, right? Yeah. Maybe even three if they're the, the, the $200 variety, so... There you go. A little tangent. So back to Hasbro's reveals. TVC good. Black Series poop. Uh, pipeline reveals for vintage. Again, you're getting a, a Death Watch Airborne Trooper. Figure and Dan. A 501st clone and Yoda. So here's the Black Series nonsense. <laughs> the first this one has is to be so ridiculous. I mean, Nick, this has to be the third or fourth package of the Mandalorian from season one with Grogu. All right, this one, he's, he's muddy, right? Yeah. This is after he fights uh, uh, whatever the fuck that thing was called in, in season one. And, and Grogu's eyes close, and there's a suka. Remember that? Suka, suka. I mean, there's one of those fucking eggs that the Jawas went crazy for. And you just got to be like, okay, enough is enough. How many variants of Din Djar in season one can we be expected to collect it's just like stop it and really what what i think is really driving people kind of away from being diehard collectors and gotta collect them all with hasbro most of these motherfuckers are retailer exclusives again all right so i mean even if you wanted some of these essentially just repaint reissues you're probably going to have to jump through hoops to get them. So it's like, get the fuck out of here. Uh, this Princess Leia Organa, that's pretty legit. That's that's one of the uh, best-looking Leias I've seen at this scale. But I, and I don't know. I mean, again, I kind of use this as therapy because there's a lot of collectors that listen to this. But, Nick, I, I felt no strong pull to, to, to collect. So I, I think... It's been working. I mean, Hasbro's just bad PR and bad reveals after another. That's helped. But uh, not doing as much photography has helped. But also knowing that I'm mortgaging my child's future through Hot Toys, I think, has helped. Uh, So, I mean, while this Leia Yavin 4 celebration looks pretty great, I don't know. I I didn't even care to look if I could order it. Uh, I don't know where you can get it. I think this was a Hasbro Pulse. I'm sure it sold out in two seconds when it went live, if it went live. Uh, we got a gaming great jet trooper. Not gonna lie, looks kind of cool. I even went to GameStop, looked at the link. He was still available, but this is where I start. I, you know, I mean, I think I've had a breakthrough, my friends. I didn't click on add to cart. I was like, why? I, I mean, 
It's it's just another clone. Yeah, he's got a jet trooper pack. When it shows up, he'll probably sit on your table for eight months. Why? <laughs> Why? Uh, so I passed on that too. Uh, and then this is where shit gets just crazy, Nick. I mean, th- this credit collection nonsense. This is the second go-around of a credit collection series of the same fucking figures. You get another Mando. This time, he's kind of like blue and purple. Ooh, cool. Neat. Ooh. An armorer with a, with a darker tint to her coloring. Wow. Kweel. He's shiny. It's the ar- carbonized nonsense. Good for you. Grief Karga. Cargo credit. Now he has a blue cape instead of his standard one. It's like, who gives a shit? All right. And I know, guys, I know you're trying to work me over here in the chat. I, you're not going to get me to, to, to buy this 501st Jet Trooper, all right? You can try as much as you want. I may even go look at the link one more time and see if it's still available, but I'm not going to get it. I just, I've learned my lesson. If I could pick up my camera right now, I, could, I have toys unopened probably from seven months ago. Of the Black Series line. What, what does that tell What does that tell you? Uh, of me, uh, of a collector of Black Series. I'm just probably not into it anymore. So, there we go. Uh, the only great thing that came out of this, and I'll let Nick take it over because he liked it so much, he even posted his own little article. Um, we got some Force Effects lightsaber reveals. One of them being, I believe, was this a... Uh, a pipeline reveal of Princess uh, Leia's uh, Jedi training lightsaber from Tross. Yep. But the one I'll go ahead and let Nick run with, because, um, like I said, he he's like, "Fuck, man, I'm 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 all for this. I'll throw up an article." Was Ray's new lightsaber from Tross? Yeah, ahead, I mean, Nick. To, you, to we me, don't let him play in the collectible talk very often, so go, buddy, go. <laughs> to me, this is the only thing out of that whole reveal that actually meant something i mean like matt was saying all the other black series stuff was either just rehashes re-releases color changes or whatever this is this is the first time that we've gotten an official ray saber um from from hasbro or from even from like disney proper i mean i think they had a ray saber they have a ray saber in galaxy's edge right now that you can get from uh doc ondar's but other than that, this is the this is the only one that's out in the wild right now that isn't official. Obviously, you can go get some uh, some custom builds and stuff like that. But I, if if there's one thing that I collect, it's the lightsabers. I mean, you can't see them right now because my screen's all blurry. But I have a bunch of lightsabers back here on this shelf, and to me, that's the coolest thing to collect from the Star Wars universe. It's the thing that people are the most interested in when they see it. They're like, oh, man, is this somebody's lightsaber? Like, whose is it? Where'd you get it from? Anytime people see him, they ask me about him. And I think that out of all of the lightsabers that we see, Ray's is probably the most unique one. I mean, it has a really unique mechanism for opening um, the blade. The blade color itself is very unique. If uh, if you're a fan of the movies and not really the other uh, pieces of media from Star Wars, so having the yellow blade. And again, this is the Force Effects Elite series, so that means that the blade is removable. The chassis is fully metal. It's not like chintzy 
cheap plastic. Are these are these like flashlight thick, Nick? Or are these somewhat scaled down? Are the are the are the hilts still kind of thicker they're, than they're they're not they as be? thick as what you would get from Savvy's workshop. So the okay. the Sidious saber that I have is is pretty close to like a like a normal hand grip in terms of size. It's probably a little bit over, a little bit bigger than what you would get in an actual screen recreation but it is significantly smaller. At least the, the one Force Effects Elite that I have now is significantly smaller than the fucking huge thing that you got from Savvy's Workshop. Um, and I've been impressed by the build quality of them, honestly. Like, I have, uh, I have the Palpatine. I have the, the Disney Parks, which is still, I believe, a Black Series line. The Kylo, I was very impressed by that one as well. So I pre-ordered this. It's available for pre-order now on Amazon. You can go and, and get your pre-order in. I believe it's also available for pre-order on um, GameStop as well, uh, if you would prefer to go through GameStop. And like I said, I listed on the article like a bunch of the stuff uh, that's included with it. You get a stand. Um, it, I think that this... Hey, Nick, when you when you bought it from Amazon, did they have a like a recommended page that popped up and they showed you the Revan lightsaber? They did not, which would have been a, a, a real kick in my nuts if they did. Because yeah, that, that's like and, a, that, that's that's a real deep inside joke yeah. for the show for those that pay attention. But Nick did order <laughs> one of those, and uh, when he moved or whatever, shit got lost in translation, and he never got I his, his, his Revan FX lightsaber. And I, <laughs> and I mean, I'm sure I can find it somewhere else, but uh, it has never become available again on Amazon. These actually, Nick, I, I, I think these actually hold value because they don't, it's not like the figures where they just spit out a shit ton of them to warm pegs. Uh, like you said, I, I think once these go out of stock, you're pretty much at the whims of, of the black market. Yeah, because I mean, the Revan, and the funny thing was, is like, I only wanted the Revan one because the Revan one was even more unique than this one. It had a color changing and removable kyber crystal and stuff like that, so... I was super excited for that. So the fact that it literally was just lost to me because I had to change my address from moving is it still <laughs> chaps my ass. That How, that's how's that address. prime membership treating you these days, right? Nick? Right. right? Two, free two day shipping unless you move. And then we can't figure it, yeah. out different addresses. And then goodbye. You <laughs> and then you just don't get it anymore. Don't get it. That's it. <laughs> I love that. Like, fuck you, Amazon. Like, I hope people understand that, yeah, Amazon's technology to run its retail is impressive, but they also have built a platform that most of the world runs on now. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they, that with the talent they have in technology and in, in app development, machine learning, artificial intelligence, the fact that they lost my man's shit because he moved an address just fucking cracks me up. It's like... With all of that data and, and, and power in the, in the systems that they have at their disposal, they couldn't figure out a reroute? Yeah, you can't <laughs> like, update an address. I don't even think it had ah! shipped yet. Like, that was the thing. It's like, it hadn't even shipped yet. I was just uh, like, hey, this isn't supposed to get here for a little bit, but address change, blah, blah, blah. I'm still good, right? Like, it's still going to come to me. Oh, yeah, it's still going right, to come. Right, and they told you to fuck you, right? <laughs> I was like, dude, okay, whatever. <laughs> Anyway, yes, premium detailing, real metal hilt, and deco uh, and decorations based off of Ray Skywalker's iconic lightsaber featuring real fabric wrap. So that is a real fabric wrap that's around. Yeah, the it is. I mean, it is a 
it is one of the more interesting looking lightsabers because it, it has a, a more organic feel than some of the, the, the high polished stuff that was coming out of the prequel era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it literally uh, looks you know, like it's she made it out of pieces that she found. Like, it, well, I mean, it, it's her fucking bow. Yeah. It, it's, it's the weapon she's had since The Force Awakens and, and she used throughout the series. She cut it down and turned it into yeah. a lightsaber. I wonder if when you ignite it, if you see the blue and green become yellow. I will like let in the you movie. know I still, when I get Okay, because I, I contend that was not a mistake. I, I, I believe when she ignites it and you see blue and green form yellow, that that is yeah. um, purposeful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but a fun uh, a factoid here from the live stream, Kingdom of Weird, this is the first product to have Ray Skywalker printed on the box mm-hmm. in full. So interesting. Um, it it yeah. doesn't release uh, until May. At least that's the date that I was given on Amazon. It says May first. Oh, these for take me. forever, man. I I feel like I've been waiting on the the Force Effects Dark Saber for almost a year now. Yeah, I mean the uh, cause, the because like one you, got I here pretty quick, but I don't know if that one's already. I wasn't that an old one though, and you just got it on like an Amazon deal day. They're probably just trying to to shift stock. It might so have been. I, it I might have been that. Yeah. All right, Kingdom of Weird saying you do see the color change on ignition, so it sounds like they included that detail in there. Uh, so that'd be cool. I'll, I'll be interested to uh, see it once it shows up. You can do a little show and tell. Yeah, I'll do a, I'll do uh, a, a, a reveal. I'll do like an unboxing, similar to what I did with the Palpatine one. But um, yeah, I mean that was the only thing that really got me excited, knowing that they have a, a Leia coming down the pipeline. I'll probably pre-order that too. I mean, like that's the one thing that I collect are are these sabers. You know, it's the one thing that got me interested in in collecting at all. So there you go. Uh, I'll likely hey. pick up the 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 Leia one as well. So. Not every Star Wars fan has to get mixed up in in the toy in the action figure thing. Sorry. I mean, I, I honestly, I'm kind of envious of you sometimes, and <laughs> the fact that you've been able to 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 govern yourself to just a a particular type of collectible. Uh, for me, it's 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 all over. I mean, it stems decades. I, I used to do everything: props, toys, art, you name it. Uh, I'm trying, like I've been saying throughout our toy segment here, to to maybe just get it down to the high end shit. Uh, stand, instead of spending thousands throughout the year on on some of the smaller scale stuff, just keep the pre-orders going, <laughs> the payment plans at Sideshow, <laughs> and you know just just prepare for the 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 higher end collectibles. That you know, let, let's be real, Black Series have have made leaps and bounds. They look great. TVC has made leaps and bounds. They look great. But there's not a collector out there th- that can tell me that when you bump up to 1-6 scale and you get into the higher end, more costly figures, that they aren't the ideal version of a character to collect in figure form. It, it's just, it's not even close. I mean, it's not even close with the higher end one twelve scale stuff from, uh, you know, Mafex or figure arts. It's just... What Hot Toys does to me is they create sculptures. They're little pieces of art that happen to have things that you can play with if you choose to take them out of the box. But they're, they're, they're statues to me. They're sculptures that can be posed. Um, not shitting on you, you, you smaller collectors. It's just it's, it's getting crazy. I mean, like Tones is saying in the chat, maybe give us some new figures. Some new stuff from OT or Mando or maybe even Kenobi. 
Um, but but repaint this exclusive that thirty dollar black series. It's like you know what, I, I can skip out on these a lot more than I used to be able to. It, it's nice. It, it, it's nice to kind of cut some of the FOMO out because I still have it in in many other areas of my life. But it's been nice to kind of get rid of it on some of the Hasbro stuff. So. Um, there you go. There, that's kind of our recap on some things to consider collecting or shitting on as we just did. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much hot toys for life at this point in time. I don't even feel bad that I didn't get the figure arts Boba Fett. You know, Tones tried to help me with an Amazon Japan link. And I'm like, you know what? I, I, I have like f- almost $2,000 of Neo Boba Fett figures on pre-order that are going to look better than that fucking figure arts. So you know what, Matt? Who gives a shit if you don't get the smaller one? <laughs> Just wait. Be patient. Wait for the, the high art level figures to show up. There we go. Okay. Uh, before we get into the fan segment, we have a message for our fans. And you know what's coming. It's that time. It's that time for a word from our sponsor, Manscaped. Attention, gamblers of all shapes and sizes. Our friends at Manscaped have a can't-miss bet for you today. The leaders in male grooming just launched their fourth-generation performance package. The beta... The betting odds are in your favor when you use the Lawn Mower 4.0 on your balls. Across the board, this is the package to get you in the mood for whatever your gambling heart desires. Ready to take the leap to male grooming royalty? Two million men already have joined Manscaped Movement by going to manscaped.com for 20% off. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code SWT. Yes. All right, Nick. So we've we've been uh, promoting the performance package 4.0 all summer long because you and I were not only sponsors, or they 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 don't only sponsor the show. We are regular users of the performance package 4.0. I mean, we we've been mowing our balls with the lawnmower 4.0 since the spring. We got the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer that has a 9,000 RPM motor in it that's also waterproof since July. I don't think our hair maintenance has ever been better on the show thanks to Manscaped and the performance package 4.0. In fact, it's some of the pack-in items in the Performance Package 4.0 that have become our favorite Manscaped products, such as the Crop Preserver, right? Yes. The, um, the Ball the, Toner. Which is the, the Ball Deodorant, the Ball Toner, which is the Crop Reviver. Crop reviver. These are some of my favorite products. Um, so make sure to head over to manscaped.com and check out the performance package 4.0 so you can get your hands on the lawnmower 4.0, the weed whacker, the crop preserver, the crop reviver. And if you get the performance package 4.0, you'll also get a pair of their kick ass, super breathable boxers and their travel bag. And if you do go traveling, as Nick can tell you, cause he's been traveling around the country the lawnmower 4.0 even has a travel lock, it does. you know, so you don't you don't get to your destination and the damn thing's out of battery. You can lock it down so it travels safely and you have all that juice to get to shaving your testicles at your destination. Go. All right. So don't forget, get 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code SWTS at Manscaped.com. That's 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code SWTS at Manscaped.com. 
Fellas, don't gamble on shaving your balls with the wrong tools. Choose Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. All right. And we hope you do. Um, you know, thanks to Lima. He, he kind of posted a little message in our Discord yesterday of support through our Manscaped sponsorship. And like we've been saying, you know, if, if you like the show and you, and you want to feel like you can contribute, we're never really going to ask for donations and whatnot. So we've got this. If you care to donate some money to the show, you're also going to get a kick-ass product for your man parts. And I promise you, your significant others, be it male, female, or trans, they will dig it too because my nether regions have never smelled more fresh thanks to the Performance Package 4.0, keeping the hair nice and trim, but also with that deodorant and toner, that is the cherry on the top. So manscaped.com, 20% off free shipping. Just use SWTS for us. Thank you. All right, buddy, uh, it's time for the iconic Star Wars Time Show fan segment. We do it every week. It's the only segment we commit to keep every week, and that's because we know our fans love it. So uh, if you want to get involved in the fan segment, there's two, at least at this point in time, two methods of entry. For the fan question of the uh, week responses, check Instagram at Star Wars Time Show every Tuesday morning for the prompt. It'll be in our stories and the post. Leave a comment on the post or reply to the story. And if we choose it, it will be read on the show and we will either make fun of you or agree (laughs) with what you had to say. And just watch your grammar when you type this stuff because we read it as written. So if we sound like idiots reading your comments, it's us just channeling your true voice. The other way to get involved is, as you can see on the live stream right now, is through the top five Star Wars fan artist features of the week. Um, So every week on Instagram, make sure you're following at Star Wars Time Show. Tag at Star Wars Time Show in all of your Star Wars content, uh, be it toy photography, real ass paint, tattoos, collectibles, props. You name it, and use hashtag Star Wars Time Show. So every day I'll go through the tags. I will feature stuff that stands out. And then on Monday night, Nick sits down, grabs himself a, uh, we usually have a nice whiskey or a bourbon. And he goes through all the features and picks his top five favorite. All right. But before we get to that, Nick, let's go ahead and rattle off this week's fan responses just let me get to the right section on slack and we go uh yeah let's kick it off uh you are familiar with people's pictures on the instagram yeah i i'll i'll let the i'll, I'll take the first one here this is our buddy here this is our, our man hideous, hideous. Um, I, I, I kind of liked his reply. Plus, uh, he used to be a staple of the uh, fan response segment. So, uh, you know, I, I've been missing him. We'll throw him a bone. <laughs> so this is a good one, though. Having never played... Oh, I'm sorry. Our prompt this week was, how do you feel about the KOTOR remake news? All right. So uh, our boy Hideous says, having never played the original, I'm super excited. But there's a massive issue. How the fuck do I get my hands on a PS5? Yeah. <laughs> it was all in caps, people. Sorry. I, I tried to interpret the script as it is written. And um, he's right. That That's, that's a lot of people. Question. That's kind of been uh, stuck in their crawl all week since uh, we learned it was a 
PS5 console exclusive. Now, if you want to get nuts and, and get a PC, uh, it should be releasing at the same time for PC. Yeah, I will yeah. say that if you're trying to build a PC from scratch now, though, you're going to have the same issue because it's next to impossible to get your hands on a halfway decent video card now because of all of the crypto miners. So good luck getting your hands on a decent video card that's going to be able to play this either. So it's a, it's a lose-lose. Is that, is, that bo- is that like for ETH and Bit? It's it's GPU centric because I, I know Bit went GPU centric a few years ago, so I'm, I'm assuming everything. Yeah, I think is, I think it, most of them are GPU centric, and it's like it's actually terrible for the environment because the amount of energy that you burn that on on Bitcoin mining or really you know any sort of coin mining is awful. Um, but good right. luck, good luck getting any sort of new gaming product right now. If you don't have one already, you're not likely to get one through the end of the year um all right uh, quick comment nick and then we'll we'll wrap through here uh, trevor I, i'm with you i don't think it's ever going to happen he, he he was just saying about figures he would like a mezgo quality 112 star wars figure and i think that'd be great but that, that's probably not happening so we're just gonna have to stick with the the big boys and girls and, and fork out the two to four hundred dollar price point for one six scale all right Back to the next response. Next one. Nick, have at it. Nikki RDJ says, stoked for it. I just hope it doesn't get cut into parts like the Final Fantasy VII remake, hoping there's a console exclusive. Why would you hope there is a console exclusive? Hoping there's a console exclusive. Excited for the merch as well. Why would you hope that there is a console exclusive? Uh, I could it mean like a like a you know if you like an if you pre-order mission? it for PS yeah for PS five you get like the light Revan mm, robes yeah yeah maybe maybe something like something that. like that um yeah I mean I agree that I hope it's not cut into Final Fantasy seven like chapters because that would just be the ultimate kick right in the balls I mean I'll tell I'll tell you what I I've played the remake and going into it I, I was like yeah this is fucking stupid just just make the whole game but if you see what they did there's no way they could have taken that whole game and made it into one yeah. while I, I think final fantasy 7 remake actually i mean it ends just as they're leaving midgar and, and if you've played the original game i mean that that's only like the first 10 yeah, hours or so and then the game really opens up once you leave Midgar, but the remake, it, it ends at Midgar, but I, I still believe it was almost 40 hours of gameplay to get there, stay true to the story, but I, I understand it. It sucks waiting to continue a journey. You know uh, what's going to happen in it. I mean, it's the same thing we are talking with KOTOR. People that have played it, and really anyone that's been alive, they've heard the spoiler. It, it just It's not going to hit the way it hit us all back in, what was that, 2003 or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's troublesome, but I don't think KOTOR is going to be split up. Um, they, when they did the Final Fantasy VII remake, they, they really discussed why they were doing what they wanted to do yeah. and why they were having chapters. I don't think that's the case with KOTOR. Hopefully, hopefully it's not cut up. But anyway, Winter Twined says, the story and characters are too good, uh, are too, too good for this game to be left in the past. I completely think this is necessary the game is rated as one of the best Star Wars games ever made, and as someone who has played it, I agree. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the character, like, I agree with everything that he says, and that's why, like, I really do hope that people like Hideous, who have who who uh, who hadn't played it before, and younger people, the younger generation, do play it. Um, but it's also like one of the reasons why, like, I'm not super hyped for it. Like, I'm like cautiously <laughs> optimistic because. 
I think I've been all these years. I think I finally rubbed off on Nick, and he's starting to take my glass half empty <laughs> approach to life. It's I love just it. I want new stuff. <laughs> I want something new. I've played this game no, so no. many times. Uh, the, I, I just maybe four years ago, after you know, before you played it two more times, you would have been like, "Fuck yeah, maybe. America! Fuck yeah, Kotor remakes and shit are oh, great." Maybe. All right. All right. Next up, the Corel Pulse says, "Excited but disappointed that it's a timed exclusive. I understand why, but I'm not interested in buying a new console for two games." Um, heads up, you're gonna have to buy a new console anyway because this isn't gonna come to PS4, or Xbox One. This is uh, new gen only, as far as we know. Yeah. New gen only in PC. Yeah, it, it'll it, hands down. I mean, it guaranteed it's coming to Series X. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, just, it definitely is. It's a no brainer. But it's not going to the old ones. So if you're like, no, which is out good. Old, I mean, hey, for those of you that own old consoles, like, don't take this the wrong way. But this happens every generation fl flip. You get like maybe a year or so where developers fuck around with developing for multiple generations. Then they're like, fuck you guys. We're being held back by see Cyberpunk 2077 as a perfect case study. When you try to develop a game for old tech and new tech and PC, it's a shit show. You, you lose innovation in the game. You, you lose some of the powers of the new hardware. So this happens every generation turn. You get one year where they fuck around with the old stuff, and then they essentially say, if you want the new, you got to play on new. And you know, that's just how it is. Yeah. So yeah, Nick's right. KOTOR Remake will be next-gen PC only. Yeah, yeah. It's Ain't coming to fucking Switch either, people, so get used to that. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things where i mean usually in the past you wouldn't have a year-long period of time where you couldn't get a console like it was always relatively easy to get it like ps3 well, ps4 it, okay, both well, of them were pretty easy thank thank the pandemic yeah. thank covid19 and thank anti-vax people for why you still can't get a ps5 or series x that's why it's because the entire world can't get back to any normalcy. I mean, in our country, we throw away vaccine. Other countries where a lot of this shit's made, by the way, there's not a lot of stuff made in the United States, even though one side of the spectrum always tells you, like, yeah, America, we keep it in America, and they're the ones sending it overseas. Everything's fucking made overseas. So with all the over there where they don't have free vaccines and whatnot, their their shit is more fucked up than we are. Like they, they can't get their productions ramped up. They can't even get the raw materials to make the shit that goes into the fucking boards. That's why this stuff is taking so long. That's why your toys are taking longer and everything will continue to take longer until people get wise. All right. Next up. Next up. Last one for the question of the week. And this is from Jordan Cullup. He says, Kosor was an amazing game. And it was complete. I think KOTOR 2 needs it more. Sure, I'm excited for better graphics, but I've played the original. I don't think the twist uh, I don't think the twist won't be as shocking or impactful. I would rather have a retcon KOTOR 2 or maybe KOTOR 3. Perhaps I will get these if the remake is successful. So I guess for those reasons, I'm in. Um, so This is Nick's Burner's account, by the yeah, way. Yeah, this is this my is Burner's his, account. This is his non-named um, account. <laughs> I so just for clarification for Jordan, kind of like we gave in the original post about you know the Kotor remake. This is going to be more than just better graphics and stuff. This should right. be a completely fresh experience in terms of 
graphical right. upgrades, cinematic upgrades, voice different, acting, different dialogue, yeah, voice acting, maybe different changes, gameplay sections. Game, yeah. yeah, like this is going to be like a. It should be the same story. It should be the same story in terms of you know, the what you play through the game, but the combat will be different. The, the voice acting will be different. It should be more than just better graphics, at least. Um, I mean, I agree that I would have liked to see uh, a little love for KOTOR 2, but, you know, like like Jordan here said, maybe we'll get that post the, the KOTOR 1 release. I mean, this is sure to make, you know, a fucking $100 million, $250 million, whatever. Like, it's going to make a ton of money. Um it's interesting to think, though, Nick, because they've they've mostly ignored KOTOR 2. They have. Right? I mean, it hasn't been. Has it been remastered and made for? Can you get it on mobile or anything? You might be able to get it on mobile. I never actually checked to see if you could get KOTOR 2 on mobile. So it's curious to think, like, even if KOTOR remake, you know, goes gangbusters, do they even try KOTOR 2 since it's mostly been forgotten and it's not held in as high of regard as the original by most of us. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because, I mean, there are cool things that came out of KOTOR 2. I mean, you get the this, triumvirate, you get triumvirate and stuff like that. And and KOTOR 2 was a lot, if you, if you remember the gameplay aspects of things, it was a lot less restrictive than KOTOR 1. It was basically like, oh, if, if you're using uh, like, you know, x if you're using two lightsabers you can only wear specific things and you can't learn this and you can't learn this it was a lot more open into like you know what you could do with your character in comparison to kotor 1 um and i think that there were good things there like i don't think that kotor 2 was by any means a bad game i just think that it's hard to live up to knights of the old republic 1 and and what happened with that game so um, I'm not a KOTOR 2 hater, but I do agree that I would like to see, I would prefer to see a follow-up, like a direct KOTOR 3, um, but, you know, maybe that's in the cards for post this game. We'll see. Um, and that's the end of the uh, question of the week for this week. Thank you all for, right. for your responses. There was actually a ton of responses. It was, a, it was our most... Yeah, this, this one... Yeah, mm -hmm. since, for a while. I think we had 20-plus responses uh, just from you know the the time matt posted it now so excellent stuff thank you all for your response um but that will roll us into the top five star wars fan arts features of the week our weekly segment where we take your submissions your uh either toy picks or pieces of art or, or whatever matt Post them up. What is it like? Twelve per day now, Matt. What are you doing now? It's something. It, it it depends. I, I'm I'm revising my my cadence a bit here. It's still a daily practice I go through. Typically after I drop the kid off at kindergarten, before I really got to start focusing on real life, I'll go through and like I said, I'll look at at Star Wars Time Show tags and the hashtag Star Wars Time Show. Check out all the fresh shots, and because I have OCD. It all depends on how many I choose, and I'll explain it. Let's say I, I find seven for the day. Seven is an odd number. It does not equal three stacks in our Instagram profile grid. So I will then go to the archive and pull up two shots to get to nine. Does that make <laughs> sense for other people that deal with this affliction? I'm not kidding. Like If I find seven good shots for the day because seven doesn't fill up an equal amount of grid squares on our profile, Nick, I have to go to nine. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. I, I understand that. that <laughs> it's fucking tick. weird, dude. It is weird shit. That mental tick. Like yeah. it, it, 
It makes no sense. <laughs> it's not like the world's going to know that they don't line up, but I know. So <laughs> if it was six, great, because that's a row yeah, in a row. Two Seven, I got to go to the well. But yeah, it's it's usually going to be six to 12, sometimes up to 15. So there you there go. go. <laughs> it just depends. Like if I hit 13, it's got to go to 15. I can't save shots for the next day. I mean, it's I've created quite the fucking nightmare for no, myself so with this really, shit in my own head. Really go way too deep in the, into the, the number per day <laughs> because of the rows. But uh, hey, that it's just goofy. means that uh, more of you get featured because Matt's got to fill up those stacks. Yeah. On the IG right, page. like if it, if it's a slow day, if it's a slow day, and there's only seven, I'm gonna go back to you know I, I still have a folder that I used to maintain because the way this used to work, I would do twelve exactly, but there are some days there'd be like twenty, and I, I'd move the other eight into a two feature folder. By like June of this year, that two feature folder was upwards around like four hundred. I'm just like, okay, this is getting fucking stupid. <laughs> I'm never gonna get to this shit. So now I just do it live. Like, you know, if your shot's good, it goes right into the reposter app featured. And again, if, if, I, if I only had seven from that day's crop, I'll go to that archive, which still has over 100 shots in it, dating back to May of this year. I, I'll flesh it out so my uh, OCD checkbox can be ticked. There you go. There you go. So without further ado, let us jump into this week's edition of the top five and we kick it off with a a, a new top fiver but a well-known <laughs> account apparently this is george but not washington i think i think we had but not washington in before on another cheeky ass mando okay. shot if i'm not mistaken maybe so but this one this is what this is it's a cheeky ass mando shot so what we get is full best car mando <laughs> but he's whipping a it lo- almost looks like a woody uh, hat like a like woody from yeah Toy Story. no you're i think you're you're 100 right because i believe there's a new woody figure okay. release going around i saw a plastic action shoot it no you're, you're right you got your props there down. we see go. people he, he might not he might not collect and take the shot but he's done this enough now we've beat it into his head he can actually pick up accessories from other figures yeah i know it now it's just (laughs) seared in but he's also holding and this is my favorite part if you are a true texan you know this this is a whataburger (laughs) cup and (laughs) if you've ever been to texas or if you live in texas or Uh, lived in texas you've probably had whataburger it's just a fuck yeah fast food joint um, but everybody loves it. Is it only in Texas, Nick? Because I've never so, seen it anywhere else. I mean, I, I lived there myself for about a year. Yeah, I believe it's going to start going outside of Texas now because Whataburger was actually just bought by a Chicago-based company, so it is no longer. You. What's the um? What's the taco chain down there that's pretty big? Taco Bueno, or yeah, yeah. there it is. Yeah, Taco Bueno. Yeah. I, I miss Taco Buenos they, too. They just opened one near my house. Taco good, yeah, right? That's, that's what, what it means. means. Good, taco good, good. good taco. So, um, but yeah, no, this man. Does but yeah, not. the the Whataburger accessory. Like, I, I don't know where this comes from. I don't know if it's from a set, uh, custom three D printed. But that with the Mandalorian vibe, and then him wearing a cowboy hat and kind of doing the 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 the, the tip motion. Exactly. Like, Good day, ma'am. Like one of those exactly. deals. I don't know. It, it, <laughs> you could almost take it as this is pedro on set dicking around in between takes right and drinking a drinking a soda from whataburger oh. i don't know i just it, it's a fun it's a fun idea it's good i like when people kind of take star wars stuff and just make it silly i know right Because star it's... wars is a pretty serious franchise like if you really think about it it's it's not a, a very 
jovial or, or cheeky franchise. I mean, you got some one-liners here or there, but it, it takes itself very seriously for the most part. Yeah, no, it you know it's about family drama, about father and sons and grandfathers and all kinds of shit. So incest, incest, like casual incest. Yeah, just a just a kiss, <laughs> just a slight kiss. Oh, um, man. But yeah, no, this this was like the perfect kind of palate cleanser for all of the <laughs> this, serious. This stuff. is a t-shirt, right? Like like I feel like this this could be a t-shirt. It could and, be. And, and yeah, look, Devin, right there. Like I, I feel like this this is a super scoundrel s t-shirt. You know, he could maybe uh, get some inspirations, <laughs> add his synth vibe to yeah. it, and and maybe you know go somewhere with this. But at George, but not Washington. Uh, great little Star Wars humor shot. Love it. Good, Love it. good stuff. Next up, we have one of our almost just regular favorites at this point. Regular top five. This is at Press Pause oh, yeah. Photography. And what we have is just a, a killer Vader. Uh, this is from the end of uh, Clone Wars Season 7 when you see Vader stepping up to the, uh, the essentially the clone graveyard in the snow. Uh, where the crash of the uh, of the Imperial or yeah. the Republic cruiser happened, and he's got his lightsaber ignited, but you would you will notice that the this is the the lightsaber is this Ahsoka's saber he's holding here? It looks like yeah, because he he picks it up at the end. I, yeah. I can't remember if he ignites it at the end, but he does pick it up at the end yeah. uh, in the show itself as he's looking up at at, at more. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't I don't know if he ignited in the show but he's got a, a no, I, saber I, I think connor is taking some creative yeah. liberties here maybe th- th- this didn't floney didn't script this moment this happened off exactly. camera exactly um, but i dig it because he's he's holding a, th- a 332nd clone helmet which is the ahsoka helmet yeah. uh and, and you know vader is just kind of looking into it and you can almost feel him going like who have i become like what what have I done with my life? You know, like how did I end up here and I'm holding a, a helmet of someone that I would have uh, championed and fought alongside with uh, a few years ago? Yeah, exactly. So. I mean, it's a very poignant picture. It's a very emotional uh, capture here from at press pause photography. Yeah, it's 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 a nice uh, mix of practical and digital because I'm pretty sure Connor does uh, some BTS these days. So I think the background probably is a snap from the show. And then, uh, he used some, it looks like some small scale TIE fighter wings in there. That's what you're seeing on the far left of the shot. If you're on the live stream, looks like a printed at, at leg that he used expertly in another shot that you probably could have picked too this week because Nick's right. I mean, at press underscore, pause underscore photography one more underscore for good measure he's like our buddy visual approach they love their underscores Uh, but he's he's someone like visual approach where if they're active during a week i kind of have to limit myself yeah Uh, because most everything they put out in my mind is feature worthy for the star wars time show um, but I, I believe he got two last week. Cause if we go look at his account, check out this Luke scaling the at at leg shot. It's just a, it's, it's a cool concept, cool Ooh. angle. Wow. Um, doesn't look like Instagram wants to load for me. Yeah, so Instagram I'm not going to waste time. Having a, a hard time loading for me too. So it might just be the tight end. But, um, yeah, I mean, might not have paid their AWS bills here. Connor is, yeah. Connor's a killer. Like he, he is. Yeah. Check out that Luke shot. I mean, I mean, check out, it's like we just go through his page. Hey, check this out. Hey, check that out. It's just, it's fucking good. I mean, this is one of these accounts that kind of came online a year, year and a half ago, maybe two. 
and has has committed to the weekly posting, has built a following, and has really kind of honed the the art form now. I mean, look look at the Shang Chi yeah. action down there. Good one. That's fucking badass. So yeah. Uh, I, I told you when we first found him, we'd be watching his career with great interest, and we continue to, and uh, has not disappointed. Definitely at press underscore pause underscore photography underscore yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah. All right, Good who's shit. next? Dude? Next up, we have at Tong Wars, um, and we we love Tong because he's he's a fantastic Lego photographer. If you've ever seen Tong's work, you know that he's one of the best of the best when it comes to the Lego photography and what we have. Did you know, I, I believe up until this shot here, Nick, he was only using iPhones. Really? Wow. That is yeah. impressive. Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. Lego, I mean, he used to go by Lego Star Wars Tong and then he updated it to Tong Wars. And I mean, this shot that we see here of, of essentially snow troopers, this is like a, like another kind of off screen moment in the invasion of Hoth. You see a bunch of snowtroopers kind of walking up uh, through the forests of, of, of Hoth, and then you have a bunch of Hoth rebel soldiers that are off on the flanks getting ready to ambush these guys as they walk through this little choke point here. Um, but it's just so well done, and, and, and Tong... It's the setup. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Tong... There's a few Lego photographers that opt to put Legos in real world environments versus using Lego environments. And, and I love both styles. I mean, uh, sometimes the Lego shots don't go over so well on our features, but I, I, I don't care. I, I love Lego photography. I love it when it's just all brick based, but I also appreciate it when it's something like what Tong Wars does in, in building organic sets. I mean, grabbing some, some trees and branches and, in uh, coffee grounds, I think is what he's using for the dirt here. Because I, I I read this shit, people. I'm I'm just as engaged with your content as I hope you guys are with ours. I don't just flip through it and use you all uh, for 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 clout and followers. I, I pay attention to your stories. I read the descriptions. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Tong Wars is one of few Lego artists or Lego photographers that opts for practical setups, not using brick structures and yeah i think that's why it stands out we used to have another lego person that did that but i forget his fucking name because he's either like some other longtime fans that dropped us over to summer because of either gina or covid or whatnot uh we don't get tagged anymore i actually forget his name and he was a he was one of our big time Lego Ray, Ray photographers. Still this. Zero, three, zero, zero, seven, nine, yeah, no, it's not him. It was, it was another, another one that that does that does some of the. It's like Thomas or yeah, I can't, I I can't remember. Not worth remembering if he can't remember us. But anyway, right? Tong Wars remembers us, and guess what? We show him the love he deserves. And this is a a, yeah. a beautiful shot here by Tong. So well done at Tong Wars on the Instagram. Make sure to go give. Fun. Yeah, if you um like like our wrench in here, Devin, if you're in the Lego at Tong Wars at zero was it zero three zero zero something zero three zero zero seven nine AR, I think is the, the number sequence. <laughs> right, him. Uh Brick Panda probably takes the best they almost look like they're completely uh, computer generated shots. They're fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, if I'm forgetting any of you, uh, Bill's Bricks, Balance Bricks, uh, Vintage Wookie. There's a lot of you out there. Trust me. I see you all. I see you 
like Natiri saw the dude in Avatar. I see you, and we appreciate you. Uh, we just don't speak your name all the time, but we are speaking at Tong Wars. Check them out if you're into that Lego scene. Indeed. So good stuff. Next up in the top five is Venture underscore Pictures, and I don't know if we've ever featured Venture before, but he's a yeah, I think he's so. a huge account, and he does a lot of like digital photo manipulation, digital art. Um, and what we have is a fantastic shot of Revan. Um, and this came out right around the reveal of the KOTOR remake. And it's just like... Lots of Revan art last week, dude, right? This almost Lots looks of like Revan art. Revan in the Matrix. Like, you remember Neo's, like, Matrix... Vi- like, real-world Matrix vision in the third one? Right, where... With, like, all the yeah, orange yeah. shit? Well, that's kind of what this looks yeah. like. I mean, you you have this awesome digital rendering of Revan. Yeah, what, what, he's talking, like, what after Neo gets blinded, yeah. yet he can still see the real world exactly. because he is Jesus. Yeah, Yeah. so that's what this looks like. You get the, those orange particle effects towards the bottom, and then you kind of, like, fade up into a digital rendering of Revan holding two lightsabers, the red and the purple, and he's in his full dark side garb, the dark... Uh, the dark hooded. Hey, I was going to ask you on that. Does it not look though on his right? Like that's like carryover pauldron from light I side. Say, yeah, I, I don't know. I, right, I feel like there's, there's still some light side elements of his garb mashed with Darth Revan. So I, I don't know if venture uh, created this from the ground up. If he found it somewhere else or she or they, I mean, who the hell knows? But it, it it looks like a it, it looks like a, a mashup of light side Revan and dark side yeah, Revan. No, it, it doesn't look like full dark side. And it doesn't look like full light side. Yeah, no, it, it could be very very much a, a mix of both. Yeah, it could it could definitely be a mix of both, and uh, it just flows so well. Which Revan do you think looks better? I think dark. Which Revan do you? Like? I've I've always liked dark dark, dark Revan. I I do yeah. like the the white kind of veneer of the of the light side Revan, but dark side Revan is just, it's the iconic Revan. It's, it's the Revan that right. everybody knows and loves. It's that, it's that iconic look, but he also well, I mean, does he's, look he's, good in white. He does. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I mean, in, and we've really only seen him in Swago in full white, which is why you got that action figure yeah. gaming greats, all that jazz. But I don't know. It, it's a cool piece regardless from at venture underscore pictures. Uh, I, I'm going with it. To, it's kind of a mashup of, of, of the light and dark. Um, I don't know how, maybe it's all, all, all light. Who the fuck knows? But we know at venture underscore pictures is good at making star Wars content. Yes, indeed. So last in for the top five is, uh, at the Corel pulse. We saw him earlier in the, in the question of the week responses. Look at this. And then he makes, his we're going to have in. to put him in the, put him in the hopper for a few know, weeks. Right? He's got, gotten way too much attention gotta hold today. Got to hold him back now. <laughs> Shadow ban incoming. <laughs> but uh, Corel Pulse here has an excellent pulled in shot of a Mimban trooper in a in a wartime shot. So you can see like there's there's a lot of blur happening here. There's clearly like motion. He's running away from a potential explosion that's happening behind him. You see this big fireball beginning to emerge. Uh, lots of bokeh happening in the background, too. And uh, I just like the the intimate, like not really intimate in terms of like, you know, personal relationship stuff but like pulled in very close shot of this trooper yeah in, in the, the mud trooper always looks great too yeah. and i want to comment on the coral pulse it's they to me they have one of the the most unique styles which for shooting black series figures uh 
because uh, they're always like they're they're they are it is a it is a close kind of perspective you know portrait-esque but they always have an action feel to them based on how the camera is positioned how the figure is is posed and then all the post-processing stuff uh, but if i can get his page to load you'll kind of see what i'm saying like he's he's almost created a brand new style I don't know. I mean, if you're on his page, Nick, like some of these uh, warm shots of the Mandalorians, it's they're almost like poster uh, poster art, yeah. but they're toy photography. Yeah, I mean, dude, even this um, one of the Tuscan Raider that he put up, you know, right after the this right, him, like right, that is the most badass looking Tuscan Raider I've ever seen. I mean, he and all these are are composites, Nick. Like he just does, you know, screen. works on the lighting. And then cuts them out and, and drops them in, but it, it I don't know it's doing something it, it it's making his content look unique even from what the Coral Pulse used to put out. But to me, it, it looks unique for the community itself. I mean, they like I said, everything's kind of pulled in in terms of the crop here. Yeah. Uh, so they feel bigger and badder than one twelve scale. Uh, yeah, they they do. They almost feel like like hot toy shots, but more dynamic. I, I don't know how to fuck to explain it. I'm remember, I'm stupid. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know really how to. I don't have the at the proper adjectives to use here. I just know it looks fucking cool. I'm digging his style. Uh, he, th this account has never gotten the traction that yeah. it, it deserves. I mean, it, it's been like a kind of one of those funky IG accounts ever since we found it. But I just, I don't know, I really dig what the Coral Pulse has done with their, I guess, workflow. Yeah. Is that, that's probably the best way to describe it at this point uh, over the past few no, months. Yeah, so good stuff Fantastic here. stuff all around. Absolutely. So at the Corel, C-O-R-R-E-L-L -L, Pulse on Instagram. Well done. That's the top five for this week. And that's the end of our show. So Matt, bring us bring us home to actually Matt. Before we go to the dance, do you want to announce? We have an announcement. Do we not? All right. I, th I think this is the same announcement we're both thinking about because I was going to say the same yes. thing. So great minds do think alike. Uh, but we just want to let everyone know that all ducks are in a row for our first ever giveaway. Is that the right? That is announcement? the right announcement. Okay. Our, our boy at Pixel Rope, again, thanks to him, he has sent over the TVC figures. They were packed beautifully. I'll show them to you right now so you have an idea of what we're getting into. Uh, but we will be doing a giveaway for, it's going to be a big prize package. So uh, we're doing the, really, it's, it's three TVC figures from the Mandalorian line. So you got the, uh, the armorer, great looking figure in hand. We've got the Mandalorian himself. Season one edition and Grogu. So how about that? You kind of get the, uh, the the Mando triumvirate. But I've decided I'm going to up the kitty a bit. Oh here. shit! Instead of doing a separate giveaway, I'm going to throw in my uh, Jackson Black Series comic book tribute nonsense figure. All right, and a fresh. Star Wars Time Show hat. Look at that. Okay. So you're going to get a, a Star Wars Time Show hat. If you want me to, I'll wipe my balls on it. I know some of you, you know, you <laughs> like to really get close to a host. Uh, I can stick it under my armpit. I can wipe my ass with it. I can even give you the one I've been wearing. But uh, I plan to include a Star Wars Time Show hat 
the Black Series Jackson, and then those three Mandalorian TVC figures. All right, so here is going to be the contest, and, and we'll get the official details out by the end of this week. All right, so I've said it. I promise you, Friday at the latest, we're going to be uh, launching the giveaway on Instagram. Uh, but real quickly, Nick, could you just kind of pull up your write-up and just let them know before we we put everyone to bed? Indeed. So what the... Yeah, Nick cooked up the rules. I like it. It's going to be more than just, hey, tag us and then jerk off your friend. We, we want you to do something. So yes. go ahead. So our first giveaway. So this is what you're going to have to do to enter. You have to make a post detailing your favorite thing about Star Wars. It could be a piece of art. It could be uh, a reaction video. It could be whatever you want. Whatever you want to show your love for Star Wars. Use the hashtag uh, SWTS giveaway on your post and tag at Star Wars Time Show. So we see you. We need to see you. And then tag two friends in your post. Two friends so they can do the same thing. So what we're trying to do here is spread the Star Wars time show. Spread it out. Tag some people who may not know about the show. Yes. Uh, you know, if, if Jason here has 50,000 followers, but he knows that, hey, one of those guys, he's a good toy photographer or he's a Star Wars guy. I know he likes Star Wars, but he may not listen to Star Wars time show. Tag that guy. Make sure he knows about it. And then he could win right. himself some free Star Wars toys as well. Again, it's it's not just art based submissions. Yeah. It, it could be, you know, Nick could just fire up his camera, flip it around, and go, "I love Star Wars," and that's it. Anything. All right. I mean, we're not asking for anything crazy. We're going to review submissions if we get any. I mean, I'm someone that I don't have a high self esteem when it comes to this type of stuff, so I'm expecting we get maybe ten subs, ten submissions. But even that, we'll go through all ten, and then the plan is Nick to during the fan segment on one of the the live streams we will are we going to announce like our our five favorite and then whittle it down to the winner or are we just going to go for a, i would a, just announce the winner <laughs> you don't want to like you don't want to get some uh, drama and suspense going on the show like oh oh i've made the t like like agt like we could bring in terry cruz <laughs> and you'd be like work more or less you're in the bottom but you're not out yeah. yet the fan vote can save you make sure to call in and vote for work <laughs> <laughs> i think that I think we we can discuss uh, it, but the, the, it, we will leave this running for a while. So it's going to probably be at least a month that this is live. So you guys will have right. time. I don't want to like put something out for a week and then somebody wants to do a toy shot. And he's like, oh, my God, I don't have enough time. You have a month to think about what you want your submission to be, to put it out there, to tag everybody, to get it done right. Um, so you have some time to think about it, whether you want it to be a toy shot, like I said, a video, whatever you want. It just has to be up there. You have to use think the about it this way. It, remember when StarWars.com actually used to hold like the, the, the fan stuff and, and we had many members, many fans of the show win. I mean, hell, one six shooter won the fucking contest like he won best whatever and then best overall. It's kind of like that. Yeah. You know, do whatever you want. I mean, Jason for that contest made like an 80s retro video with his kids like, hey, look at our Star Wars toys. I mean, clearly it, it, it's not the same uh, clout if you win as, as if StarWars.com picked you. But why not? Let's have some fucking fun. Get some figures. If you don't want them, sell them, give them to someone else. But hey, we're trying, people. Everyone's like, oh, do a giveaway, do a giveaway. We announce a giveaway. I'm sure it's not good enough. I'm sure you want more. You probably want me to fucking include the the HasLab Sentinel in it too, <laughs> right? Because 
It's never enough. Free stuff is never enough, especially for our fans. But that's that. So uh, we'll get the post out on Instagram, and I don't. Uh, maybe we'll do a post on the site if if it makes sense on that uh, to get the rules out there. And, and once you see that, that'll be go time. All right. So we're trying three TVC figs, Black Series fig, and a Star Wars time show hat. Uh, yes, Quite and the generous uh, I don't care how big your. Yeah, it doesn't matter how big your fucking head is. Your head's going to fit the small to medium because that's all I got <laughs> left. I want to get him the fuck out of here and delete the store from the website. So. There, you go. there we go. All right, my friends. So um, keep keep your eyes peeled on Instagram for the details on that. We may also throw it up on StarWarsTime.net, which, by the way, is where I'd like to direct you as we close out episode, what is this, 179 now. StarWarsTime.net, if you're new to the show or you know just tuned in, uh, this is our home base where you can find all of our platforms that the show is sent to. So if you're an audio-only podcast listener, StarWarsTime.net, hit the subscribe to podcast menu item, or just scroll down the page, and you'll find some nifty buttons to the more popular podcast platforms out there. All we ask, if you do join or sub on one of the platforms, please leave a rating or review, or evaluate us using whatever tools that platform gives you. I promise you, these days we have to appease the machines, the algorithms. It doesn't matter what people say anymore. It matters what people type into a search engine and the complex math that those AIs then use to spit out who they should like, listen to, hate, follow, all that fun stuff. So StarWarsTime.net, easiest way to find our show. Uh, you can also get the YouTube link over there if uh, typing YouTube.com slash show is too much of an ask for you. But if you are a YouTuber, if you're watching right now, we'd love for you to like the live stream, like any video we put out, sub and turn on those notifications so you can be one of 10 people that watches our other content that we put on YouTube, typically on a weekly basis. All right? There's always time for Star Wars time, my friends. Even if there really is nothing Star Warsy going on. We just did it again. We made time for Star Wars time, cheated a bit with the Matrix, but hell, they're all in the same universe. Neo is Revan. Revan is Neo. Neo is John Wick. John Wick is Revan, right? Symbiosis, just like Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon used to say. All right, people, there is always time. And don't forget, if you do listen to the Star Wars time show, the Force will be with you. Always. Oh,